Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us on your Tuesday night. It is Tuesday Night Titans episode number 33 for your Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, joined by my very good friend and co-host on Tuesday nights, Mr. Andrew Baydala. What is going on, man? What a week. Royal Rumble is concluded, and now we are on the road to the Elimination Chamber, man. How are you feeling? Feeling good. 150,000 people consume some of majority of our content over the uh the week so thankful for that um and yeah what a week what an absolute week happy to be home happy my daughter's good thank you for all the well wishes and thoughts and prayers i saw a lot of people did that so thank you for that indeed indeed man One hundred fifty thousand people man a lot of that has to do with vince mcmahon i don't know sure. how much it has to do with us but uh we appreciate you guys tuning in drew and i were live emergency on thursday but then we did uh Saturday Rumble preview and mm -hmm. predictions. And then Friday, I was solo on SmackDown for the SmackDown post where Vince uh, and his resignation came in on Friday night during SmackDown. Man, it's been one hell of a week. Maybe it may go down as one of the biggest weeks of all time, if not the biggest week of called, all time. Who called that resignation? He's a good looking ball guy. I don't know. I don't know. I think, uh, I think he's on uh, some Tuesday night show, man. I think he's an asshole, too. I don't know. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. sometimes. I don't know. Bald asshole is what I've been uh, called. Anyway, man, we're going to get into the weekly news. We got Royal Rumble. I know uh, everybody tuned into the Rumble post. We're nearing 80,000 views on that. Thank you guys very much. Uh, some of you said it was one of my most focused and best reviews uh, in the last few years. I appreciate all of the sentiments and all of the kind words. Today, we're going to get some input and we're going to get some analysis from Drew on the Royal Rumble because I know... The majority of the people, Drew, felt disappointed about the Royal Rumble. So everybody's very curious to know what you thought about that. Obviously, we'll go over the CM Punk situation last night. I thought last night's Raw was very good, very promo-heavy, very script-heavy, and it forwarded a lot of things. Punk's injury, Cody and Rollins. A lot of people, Drew, didn't understand why they kind of deviated away from what happened on Saturday with Cody pointing at Roman mm -hmm. to now him contemplating... Hmm, well, Rollins got a good point. I'm going to think about it, and I'm going to let you know in a little bit. Nobody well, really is piecing the puzzle together here, and I said last CM night Punk's that— hurt. I see Punk is hurt, but nobody's really piecing the puzzle together here. You know, we can shit on Vince McMahon all we want, but this is a tailor-made Vince McMahon thing, man. Why give away all your chips at the poker table in your first hand? No, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. I think what happened was from, you know, um, just watching the show and kind of understanding where things developed to late Monday afternoon, uh, Sunday morning into the rumble after the rumble was WWE had to scramble and figure out what they were going to do because realistically the planned main event, other main event for WrestleMania was Seth Rollins and CM Punk. And when Punk tours triceps, um, that all went away. And now it's like, okay, do we, rush Seth to have a match with whomever 
you know, back, you know, make him push through the injury. I don't know if they will. So basically this was them buying time. It creates doubt when everybody knows that the story starts and ends with Roman Reigns in that universal championship, the makeshift workers world heavyweight championship that was created because Roman wasn't weekly going back from Raw and SmackDown is not Cody's desired championship. So what this does is it basically gives WWE and the writing team time to scramble professionally and smartly. And that's what they did. We'll go over that and we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. I thought the promo was great from Seth Rollins. I thought it was probably his mm -hmm. best promo. Uh, Cody, obviously we all know that the WWE championship is the title. It's not the world heavyweight championship. Rollins did make a great case and some valid points, but to your, uh, to your point, the title was created because WWE strapped both the WWE and the universal title, which I don't know if you guys are aware was created by Vince McMahon to basically give Roman his own championship. Uh, they are on Roman, and there was no other championship. The Roman narrative and the Roman agenda was in full force, and Rollins right. and everybody else on the roster was suffering because of it. And then when Triple H had a, a little dose of power, he's like, uh, Vince, listen, I think we need a world championship on Monday Night Raw. What are we doing here? Well, and that the USA Network, NBCU, uh, who's going to be partners now with WWE continuously because they've they've taken SmackDown off of Fox, they wanted to appease them too. And yeah. NBCU wanted a world heavy a world champion. They wanted yeah. somebody to represent their brand. That's why the championship was created. And Vince has always done right by the people who give him money, no doubt about it. But the the fact still remains that WWE had planned scheduled television episode episodes with. Seth Rollins and CM Punk being the focal point. Punk, you know, losing the Rumble and then his reclimb to redemption to take on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That's all off. What this does now is it makes Cody's decision the focal point for the next couple of weeks here because that's all WWE really has now. They're scrambling to figure out who they should have win the Elimination Chamber. If they should even have Seth Rollins wrestle at WrestleMania and do the job, will they have a cash-in with Priest? Blah, 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 blah. They're, that's all up in the air. And it's chaos. So basically what they did is they're like, okay, let's solidify one thing we could do here, and that is make Cody's decision a focal point for two or three weeks, buy us some time, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, good, uh, it's a good play for WWE. It's amazing. I said this today, you know, going into the Royal Rumble where, you know, it was going to be Cody and Punk, and everybody was excited, and we're going to get these two mega main events, Cody and Roman and Rollins and Punk. Then we get Rollins being injured. Punk gets injured, Lesnar's off of Manny because of the allegations, and WrestleMania from literally two weeks ago, bro, is completely fucking blown up. It's, oh, ama it's, it's amazing how fast things totally change different. in the world of pro wrestling, man, just like that. Listen, it's amazingly fast how things change in life. So you could only imagine when things change because somebody's hurt, injury, professional wrestling, then you got to rewrite the entire WrestleMania night one and or night two main event. And no, Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble is not a pivot. And no. I will break the news on Brock Lesnar later on here at the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned. There you go. We'll go over the Royal Rumble. We'll get Drew's opinion on the Women's Rumble, the Men's Rumble. Jordan Grace was incredible. One of my favorite parts of Saturday night. Naomi returns. She was the Iron Woman in the Women's Royal Rumble. Jay mm -hmm. Cargill had a major impact in the Royal Rumble. Some people enjoyed what she did. I thought it was a great spot, perfectly booked for her. But she's still the same AEW Jay Cargill. Hopefully that changes over time. Um, Do you know that Naomi and Bailey now hold the longest reigning records for time in the Royal Rumble? Naomi broke it first, and then when Bailey won it and she stayed in longer, she overtook that record. But do you know that Naomi broke Rhea's record? 
Uh, I did. I was aware of that. And, and one of the things that the reason why we 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 knew that at the Royal Rumble was because of the new sports presentation like aspect of WWE. Mm. We got the leaderboards and the times in the corner of the Royal Rumble. So, you know, all of the top times in the Rumble, you were notified there during the match. I mean, there you go, man. Kevin Dunn ain't doing that. We got well, funny. You know, some bald asshole put it out on Twitter X that WWE now will be more geared towards sports presentation than they will ever be entertainment. And that is because of new leadership and the removal of Vince McMahon. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think that's great. Uh, we'll go over the punk injury. We got the post-show media scrum for the Royal okay. Rumble and the Triple H comments. We got it all, guys. So stay stay tuned. It's going to be a loaded show. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206 on X. Drew is at Andrew Baydala on X. Make sure you guys go follow both of us on social media. Hit that subscribe button down below. We are already halfway to 153,000 subs on the channel. And please, if you guys want to get those super chats in, we will answer any questions you guys got. It is yours and your voices that will be heard in the super chats. If you guys had anything to say on today's episode and within the in the stories that we break today or talk about. Everything will be covered at the end of the show, so please get those on in and hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes tonight on episode number 33. I guess we'll start with the Rumble, bro. Um, All right, let's do it. You know, let's, uh, let's get into the Rumble. What did you think of the overall show? My initial thoughts were I was fucking hyped going in. I was excited going in. Yeah. And then when we, when we got to the conclusion, I, I asked myself, man, did that feel flat? The crowd wasn't really all that energized. I don't know what happened in Tampa. That building sucks, JD. Does that it, building? It, it, oh, how much of that? How God. much of that had to do with the the deflated crowd, man? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You would think so, with all the build that we got, it's mm-hmm. it was it was going to be so energetic, and I just felt like the dark cloud of the entire weekend just loomed heavy over everything. Um. So that building absolutely sucks. Like, is brutal for sound, acoustics, even. I just want to say the building's a dump. I don't care how you, you it's, it's lipstick on a pig. The Royal rumble was the lipstick and the pig was the, the trap. So the event's over. It is what it is, but just the setup because they tried to, you know, make things right. They had seats not facing the ring on the floor. They were facing other fans because realistically there's no way to set it up acoustically. And um, you know, like, I, for lack of a better term, like the right way where you, you can't make them all centered towards the ring because the trap is just such a dump. Yeah, it's a dump. And the sound in there, you know, I know the a lot of people felt like, man, you know, this rumble felt flat. We didn't hear reactions, anything else to like, go back and watch it. People are coming unglued and you can't hear a word just like kind of like WrestleMania 17 at the Astrodome. You know, they people thought the matches were dead and you look at the crowd and they were going absolutely nuts. The trap trap kind of field is just brutal. That's fucking awful, man. I didn't I didn't know the sound was so bad in there. I legitimately thought halfway through the show, I'm like, do they got the fucking roof open? Like, what are they doing? Yeah, the trap is obviously, you know, I I've done business with them. I continue to do business with with the trap, but um, yeah, the, the building's terrible. It's absolutely garbage. Well, hopefully that's the last rumble that we see from Tropicana Field. Uh, I didn't like that aspect of it, but the show itself was it was good. It wasn't a bad rumble. I would say. Minus the crowd, it was a very safe show. Not to say that safe is bad. Bailey winning was correct, and Cody Rhodes winning was correct. I think we we can both agree on that. But, you know, I feel like both Rumbles, they didn't really differ from one another. The women's Rumble, I thought, was better than the men's. The women's Rumble, up until about number 21, 
when Becky Lynch came out, I thought was an absolute bore fest. I, I, minus Jordan Grace and Naomi returning. I didn't really see what was the big deal about the women's rumble. Some were already calling it the greatest women's rumble of all time. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you guys were watching. But then when Becky came out, you know, we got Becky, we got Nia, we got Jade, we got Liv, we got Roxanne, we got Tiffany, uh, mm-hmm. Naomi still in there. Jade Cargill debuted. I mean, this is what we came for. I mean, that women's rumble towards the end, bro, not only solidified how big of a star Jade Cargill is going to be, Naomi's there. Bailey's in there. Liv Morgan returned. Nia Jax is dominant. But the future- I feel bad for Liv. Yeah, me, me too. We'll, we'll get to that. But the future of women's wrestling in WWE, man, through that number 21 through 30 stretch, I mean, the future is very bright. And you can see where Triple H's uh, mindset is going with the women's division there. Yeah, I would say that WWE has always had head and shoulders the best women's division in wrestling. And I think you know, Saturday just solidified that for 2024 and beyond. I mean, they constantly, WWE does a constant good job of making sure that the women feel special. And that Royal Rumble, I thought, was very, very good. Uh, very, very, um, r- like, regular roster heavy and NXT yeah. heavy, which is good. We saw no legends, realistically, yeah. in either of these Rumbles, unless I'm mistaken. No legends. And I think that's a Triple H thing. That's new management. And I was happy with it. And this year's Royal Rumble for the women's, I would say, was one of the best. Um, realistically, um, there was a lot of things in there. They made a lot of things happen in that match that I was like, okay, there's a story here. There's a story there. That's what a Royal Rumble is. When it when that happens, that's when you know it's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, Naomi returned. I'm glad that she's back. She was, at one point, uh, in there for over an hour. She broke, Drew and I were actually talking about this before we went live. She broke Rhea Ripley's record uh, in the Rumble. And then and ba- she got her entrance. That's the yeah. biggest part of this. She got her yeah. full entrance. And then Bailey, then Bailey broke Naomi's record. So Rhea right now is looking at number three uh, at the all-time list. Glad that she's back. Jordan Grace opened up what Triple H made fun of at the post-show uh, press conference. He didn't want to use any silly uh, door analogies. But, That's a shot at Tony, for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, it's more, more, it's more of a shot at New Japan, but uh, Tony does use it more than uh, than Bushiroad does. But Jordan Grace showed up. Man, she looked fucking phenomenal. I said this on Saturday night. I don't know when Jordan Grace's contract is up, but my God, man, if that was a uh, a rehearsal for what's to come or a showcase for what uh, she wants to bring to the table if she wants to get signed by WWE, man, they're going to look back at that Royal Rumble, and when she's a free agent, she's absolutely WWE bound. That was incredible with what she did. I can see Triple H backstage being like, hey, uh, <laughs> I want you to for Yeah. And another three years. Man, it'd be a shame if you asked them for your release. Yeah. It'd be a shame. Damn shame. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, she fit like a glove in there, man. She fit in there with Bianca perfectly, with Naomi. They even threw back to uh, Hard to Kill with uh, the title match to Naomi or Trinity. Uh, that was great. She had uh, a great showing. I wish, she I wish she was in there a little bit longer, but I get uh, the gist of it, and she... She came oh, you're in. Talk, you're talking about, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were talking about Naomi. I no, no, like, no, hey. Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. Because she was doing so well on there. And uh, I would have loved to see her mix it up with uh, some of the ladies at the end. But- I think they did that on purpose, though, JD. I think they gave her, you know, Jordan her her uh, moments and they made her a big star. Like yeah. they were looking who this is. I mean, even Pat McAfee on commentary, somebody, some other bald asshole called that his return was coming on Friday. But anyways, I digress. Um, I think they made her a star without like, hurting their own entities, which was very smart. And the other thing I want to just throw out there to everybody and you is I'm not quite sure you'll see Naomi on your television sets just yet with WWE because I think Naomi has two to three more episodes of Impact that she's already taped that are in the can. 
And I don't think she'll be like that Rick Rude where she's making appearances on Raw and Impact. So I would assume that Naomi might be off WTV for like another two weeks here. Yeah, I could see that being the case. I mean, there's no rush. Uh, I don't know what's going on with uh, the ladies over there. I think the SmackDown ladies are pretty much covered at WrestleMania. I think Naomi's going to SmackDown. So with that, there's no need to rush her back to television. And then shout out to Scott Demore for making this uh, this partnership happen. I, I would love to see WWE do more of this. I know they were so it against will. it when, when Vince was there. Triple H has wanted to do this. It was the whole reason mm-hmm. why NXT TakeOver was TakeOver. He wanted to work with other promotions and Impact opened there, or TNA rather, opened up their doors. And I'd love to see this continue and be a regular thing, not just with them every year, but other promotions in the Royal Rumble. I think it adds a nice sense of unpredictability and uh, just a, a different level of excitement when you truly don't know who's coming out through that curtain. I'll tell you this. I think the WWE and TNA relationship is stronger now more than ever, and I wouldn't be surprised. First of all, I just want, I'll open you know your minds to a lot of uh, different things here. The reason why... Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler, and Ali and others have signed with TNA is because they know that there's eyes from WWE always on TNA. So it's really good proving ground for them that's not named NXT. That being said, this relationship with WWE and TNA will continue to blossom. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see some WWE stars pop over to TNA for a major show every once in a while because Triple H will do good by Scott Demore and Scott Demore will continue to do good by Triple H. But don't expect like, you know, Jordan to pop over for a WrestleMania match. I don't know if that's going to happen. Do you think, because uh, I was thinking this myself, but I didn't really bring it out to the open. Do you think that at some point, if it becomes a, a really, really good partnership, do you think we see some version of a forbidden door with TNA and WWE down the line? So I think, you know, maybe SummerSlam-ish, you could do a Worlds Collide where it's, you know, they used to do that, but I believe it was like NXT UK and NXT. Now you could do it with Impact, TNA, and WWE. I think that could happen closer to SummerSlam as they continue to see how fruitful that relationship is. But Triple H took notice of what Tony was doing and New Japan was doing, AEW New Japan, and was like, okay, that's good, but I I could do it better, quote-unquote. So that's why I think he's pushing harder for this TNA relationship to blossom. I don't blame him either because right now, the way we see, and we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, the Forbidden Door concept with uh, AEW is kind of... I don't want to say dying, but it's it's nearing the end of its of its intre- interest level. It's it's basically on its way to being dead because basically at this point, Tony Khan has bought every single asset that is valuable from T- uh, from New Japan, and we said that TNA and AEW should do business if they want to open up another forbidden door. But now WWE has walked through that door. They got this partnership with Scott Demore, where Tony Khan is basically. He's basically fusing New Japan and AEW together, and there will be no more Forbidden Door at the end of this this run here. This well, is the last year for it. And that's a great point, right? We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. This, I believe this is the last Forbidden Door, quote-unquote, pay-per-view you will see from New Japan and AEW, all elite wrestling taking place at the Tokyo Dome in Japan. But Triple H is starting to pick up on the scent and say, mm, that type of stuff for them is is dead, dying, yeah. because everything's coming, you know, we've already seen everything come full circle, and you've bought most of their talent. So I could kind of pick up on this uh, popularity and this type of, um, you know, wrestling that these fans are digesting and digging, but we'll put our spin on it with WWE and TNA. And a couple comments in here. First of all, somebody asked, 
I think it was like indica or sativa. I don't, I don't do any sort of marijuana. I'm just exhausted from today. So if I look like I'm high, trust me, I'm not. I don't do drugs at all besides coffee and alcohol. And somebody else said, um, didn't this already, didn't everyone think this was going to happen last year? Yes, but Vince stepped on the neck of it and said, I don't want my talent messing with their talent because they did it with Mickey James, I believe, yes. right? She was in the Rumble. But Vince put the kibosh to it. This is a different regime, ladies and gentlemen, different regime. Vince is no longer there, guys. You're going to be seeing things that you didn't think were possible in the WWE because Vince didn't like working with any other people. He didn't want people in his sandbox. So Triple H is definitely going to open that door. I love that. Um, Jade Cargill. She, I have not been the biggest fan of Jade Cargill. Uh, I know I got into some hot water with, uh, with Jade uh, a couple of years ago. But I will say this. She looked very good on Saturday night. Uh, I could see why, and you could see why WWE signed her. She looks like a legit fucking superhero. She looks absolutely, she looks like the $5 billion deal that they signed for Monday Night Raw over on Netflix. I mean, she looks unbelievable. She got to the Royal Rumble, and they put her in the best spot possible, Drew. And Nia, I'm going to say this about Nia, too, because I said this last night. I want to I want to reiterate this to you here. I haven't been hacked. Aliens haven't uh, taken over my body or anything. Nia Jax, bro, has been booked at least the last month, month and a half, two months, she's been booked perfectly, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but just who Nia Jax was was awful. But this run here, she looks really, really good. She's in the best shape of her life. What they did in the Royal Rumble, that was the best spot for Jade Cargill to showcase her strength. She eliminated Nia all by herself. And like you said on social media, and I wasn't even thinking about it because I saw the stare down between Jade and Bianca mm -hmm. in the Royal Rumble, and I'm like, are they going to really do that this year? Because I don't think Jade is ready. No. And then you said, no, they're going to do Nia and Jade at WrestleMania for an undercard women's match. And I'm like, jackpot. That's absolutely perfect if they want to call Jade yeah. Cargill up to the main roster. And WWE, like, although Triple H is going to give you your wrestling fans, your, your purists, your bangers that you all want, it's going to happen because that's Triple H. He was a wrestler. He was a damn good one, too, um, and had numerous world championship runs. But you got to remember, what they did there was they build intrigue. They test the waters. Ooh, you want Jade and Bianca? I'll see you in a year. Yeah. But what's the bigger immovable the you know the immovable object type of uh moment there that's jade slamming naya irresistible force meeting the immovable object at wrestlemania this year i fully expect jade cargill to slam naya jacks and have that yeah. brass moment from the crowd the wwe will tout and put everywhere and it makes jade a bigger star jade had a showing in the rumble that solidified her we all knew it was coming i called it you called it a lot of people on social media call Jade would be in the Rumble, but what they did was this is the most protected environment for Jade to debut in, and it was smart, and she killed it. She maximized her minutes, and the stare down between Bianca and Jade had everyone talking, so they know that they could, okay, let's put that in the back. We either do it at SummerSlam, or we could do it at 41, but what we're going to do next is if you remember, you watch WWE TV, they tell you a lot of things. Nia Jax had the most eliminations ever in the Women's Royal Rumble, and Jade's going to pick on the biggest dog after Elimination Chamber, and that's going to be Nia Jax. Wait for that WrestleMania moment when Jade slams Nia. I'll be here to say I told you so. Yeah, that was uh, that was a perfect spot for her. I thought that was great. Now, there was a report from The Observer, and please, guys, take this with a grain of salt. This is merely just Meltzer's opinion and Brian Alvarez's opinion. They mentioned the in-ring debut of Jade Cargill on The Observer following the Royal Rumble. And Dave Meltzer says, the one thing about Jade Cargill, everybody sold for her and everything like that, but you know... You can still see it's the AEW version of Jade Cargill. I'll stop there. Yes, 
She's not anywhere near where she needs to be. There was a lot of posing, a lot of filling in the gaps. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, to his credit, yes, but to Jade's credit, I mean, she's not in there to deliver a fucking scientific match. She's in there to stave off elimination, and she's in there to showcase her power. She's not wrestling. What did they she's not wrestling a fucking Bret Hart Matt classic in there. What the fuck what? do they want? You know what drives me nuts about this type of analysis is it's like, what did you expect? It's a Royal Rumble match. Yeah. Like, did you expect her to all of a sudden be like this beautiful technician? It's a Rumble match. It was safe for her to debut. She, get, she, 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 get getting ready, she getting ready for a Royal Rumble or Brian, a Brian Danielson 60-minute Iron Man match? Which one yeah, is like, well, you, you know what? You can't have the same. Like, when you're watching that type of match, you can't have the same mentality as, like, watching Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome for a singles match. Like, those guys got to be better than that. I expect better from them. That's craziness. Yeah. What did you expect from Jade? Yeah, Jade was presented like this giant, muscular, beautiful woman that she is. And she was a beast. It wasn't a singles match. They gave her opportunities to shine so that they could do impressions and clip this and clip that. They did, the every, they did everything they needed to do. She eliminated Nia Jax, who's the largest woman in the ring, and then they stared down with Bianca Belair. What the fuck? What do you want else? What else you want? They gave you so many cinema moments that you were just mad at it. Why? Because Jade didn't put somebody in the sharpshooter, the ankle lock to reverse to Tamagotchi, Hiragachi, Moonsault. And, and drew the, cher the cherry on top of the cake here, which I was kind of laughing at this report. I thought that she was going to win the fucking thing. I thought they were going to give her the Royal Rumble. That's why the match was so good, in my opinion, compared to the men. I'm like, holy shit, she's one of the oh. final three. Stop it, you. When you had Punk and Cody across the ring from each other, which we'll get into, that was good stuff because you didn't know who was going to win that one, did you? I knew Cody. After the pedigree, I knew Cody was winning. Oh, Rummy, that was like three seconds. Get out of here, this guy. That was like 10 seconds after he threw him out. I mean, after he hit his finish, I knew he started. Well, I didn't I didn't know he was hurt, though. Everybody was like, you know what, JD? You said Punk was great. He looked like shit out there. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's been working with a torn tricep, you fucking geek. Now what? When Drew hit that DDT on him, we were all at the house watching. Granted, you know, having a couple of drinks, whatever. But I said to myself, I, I, I said out loud, normally I say it in my head first because, you know, you say things here. Yeah. Here before you yeah. say things out loud. I said, man, Punk has been sitting in that corner for a hot minute. I was like, either he's gassed or he's hurt. And then I saw him like doing this a couple times. I was like, "Oh no!" Well, you didn't really I'll know it. That I'm going to stop you. That you didn't really. Bro, those, those chops from McIntyre, man, they were as fucking lethal as I've ever seen from. Well, him. It was the DDT, right? It was the DDT that did him in. But right. man, those chops leveled. It's almost yeah. like his soul left his body at that point. I'm like, Let, give him a couple of minutes, man. No wonder he's fucking gassed. Right, but then all of a sudden he started getting up and did this and did that, the pedigree, and I was like, oh, okay, he's okay, he's good, you know, then I was like, man, maybe he's not hurt, but when I first saw that, I was like, oh, shit, and then I had some people text me and were like, hey, I'm telling you right now, Drew, Punk's hurt, and I was like, why do you say that, and they were like, he called three referees over to him, mm. I was like, oh, no, but I let the news come out because I didn't know, you know? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know immediately, I found out on Monday when I was at the gym, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking terrible. But uh, we'll get into that. Meltzer went on to say that Jade was very messy and she needs to go out on the road. And Brian, uh, Brian Alvarez says, yeah, she needs to get out on the road and work some repetitions. I mean, it is. Listen, I mean, she's not going to be ready anytime soon. Clearly, that's not going to be the case. But you can't take away from what the booking scenario was there. It was picture perfect for her. I don't know what else you guys want. I think Brian Alvarez needs that. Like, what are we <laughs> 
any day. Figure yourself what out. Was me- I mean, listen, I'd be the first to say something was fucked up, man. What was messy? You don't say. <laughs> what was messy? I, was, the again, slam, I, was the initial slam messy? Yeah, look like more of a spine buster instead of a fucking body slam, but it's whatever, a rumble man. Match. Nia Jax is 300 pounds. What the fuck do you want? It's a rumble match, you geek. What did you want? <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was great. I'm sure most of you guys thought it was great as well. Uh, shifting gears over to the men. Why was the men's rumble so boring, Drew? I mean, what what, what happened there? I know you said the acoustics in, in Tropicana Field are not... Uh, sufficient enough but man oh man it's like when you get our truth out there thinking that the rumble's a tag and he's looking for a hot tag for dominic mysterio and that's that was, the most exciting part of the rumble up until that point i mean what the fuck are we well doing? i mean i don't necessarily agree with all that i think one and two were pretty dope i think that was kind of like a little like tease to wrestlemania and all that and, other stuff. that was and, and jay uso's got the best entrance in the company I oh yeah so. and that's the other thing like i again you know WWE giving the people the right entrances yeah. Um, I think they gave Cody the pyro during the Royal Rumble. They did. Um, and- <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Which is hysterical. I mean, that's not Cody's call. But it's fucking <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> what? Everyone's getting thrown over the rope. What? Yeah, so fucking stupid. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, so I thought the Rumble 1 and 2 was great. And then it kind of fell off. You know, it was funny. I was talking to somebody who's very close to um, Andrade. And I was like, man, <laughs> they did him no favors no. by putting on that mask. It was like, who is this guy? You oh, know? I know who it was. I th- why did he get eliminated? You, get, you lasted like fucking 15 minutes. I mean, Naomi lasted even- 63 minutes and this guy lasts 15. It's not even that. It was just like the fact that he comes out, right? He being Andrade and he's got this mask on and half the audience is like, who the fuck is this? And then they were like, oh, shit, it's Andrade. It was like, yo, bro, maybe have him come out without the mask for the first time. But I'm sure that was a Andrade call. But, um, again, I, you know, I thought once 15 hit, business picked up. Yeah. And then um, I will tell you that watching that, when Nick Khan was ringside and the Men's Royal Rumble was last and we had had all the announced participants come out by number 29, I thought to myself, ah, shit, here comes Dwayne. Ah, shit, boy. Here comes Dwayne. And it was Sammy, and I was like, Phew. Yeah, I felt bad. I felt bad for Sammy. And like you said before, man, we felt bad for Liv because everybody, well, everybody thought it was everybody thought it was AJ Lee. That's AJ Lee, or it's gonna be <laughs> Sasha. Did Sasha show up yet? Yeah, what about that story, man? Where, where's she going? She's going to AEW. <laughs> Everyone's like, I can't. Somebody owes me a hundred bucks on social media. I know who you yeah, are. Go like, yeah, right? go, go like that now. I, no, he said he would. I deleted it because I don't want people jumping on it. But somebody, I can't wait to see Sasha show up in the Royal Rumble tonight. And I was like, don't <laughs> fuck up. And then he doesn't show up and everyone's deleting posts and this and that. And it's like, man, just stick with what you had out there. I said, if I if the Men's Royal Rumble was last, I thought, the, the you know, The Rock was going to be. And he wasn't. Whatever. I was wrong. I You know, I get nine out of ten things right. I was mistaken. It happens. But I mean, shit. You know, I, I just thought it was funny. Everyone was like, I guarantee I bet my house Mercedes shows up in the rubble. Then all of a sudden she doesn't. It's like delete, 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 yeah, yeah, delete. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but I, the, that was the, unfortunate for Liv. Horrible. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was very deflating for her. She didn't really deserve that. Um, the men's rumble, there was a lot of quick eliminations. There was no real substance to it. There was no real structure to it. Nothing really memorable in the rumble, in my honest opinion, up until I would say we got down to the final four, which was, I think we almost nailed it. I, I think we, we called Cody, we called Punk, we called Drew, and who else was in there? It was, I had, uh, I had uh, Jey Uso or Jimmy Uso. Yeah. It was neither of them. And Gunther, so. Gunther was in there. Um, but, I mean, all of the right participants that we had predicted to win it, 
were there up until the end. Sami Zayn came out number 30, lasted two minutes. I mean, that's just fucking ridiculous that you come out of that number and you can't even last 10 minutes. But whatever the case may be, the Rumble came down to Cody and CM Punk. And I thought WWE did a very good job at building intrigue for what they tried to sell there because it really could have gone either way. It was definitely a take on the 2007 Undertaker Shawn Michaels ending to the Royal Rumble. Uh, and, and in the end, Cody wins it, and that's the right choice. He pointed to Roman and CM Punk, as we know. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Before they process. knew that CM Punk was hurt, that's why he's pointing to Roman. Yeah. And, he even said in the post-show press conference, but go ahead. Yeah, he. Uh, there was no audible call. It was Cody all the way. They didn't... Uh, they didn't have Punk plan to win it, and then because he got hurt, they shifted to Cody. None of that nonsense. Cody won the Royal Rumble, and uh, more than do you, likely. Do you guys know how hard that would be? Yeah. To, okay, Punk, this is how we're going to – you're going to win. We're going to do this. Then all of a sudden, you know, Punk says to a couple referees, "I something's not right with my you know, my shoulder, my, my elbow. I'm not sure. Well, can you finish? Yeah, I'll finish. Nope, they did not know. Nobody knew. And even if Punk knew, he wasn't going to say anything. He would just say that, you know, um, I, well, he would have to come out the next night and say that, you know, unfortunately he's not going to be able to compete at the Royal Rumble even though he won it. The plan all along was for Cody to win. It's very hard to call an audible in the middle of that match. You would see the referee kind of slamming on a mat to get somebody's attention, but that is so few and far in between. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely would have been tough. And uh, I know, like you said, Punk uh, had medical doctors surrounding him and then he kind of waved them off because he wanted to finish the match. And I think that was probably out of respect for Cody, like, you know, but you got to give Punk some credit. I don't know why people are shitting on Punk all day yesterday and people uh, wishing for his demise, but he finished the end of that match with a torn tricep. He did it for Cody. He was a man about it, came out, accepted it. It's going to come out in six months and hopefully finish his own story next year. So uh, we'll get into that in a bit. But I, I do want to mention, because I, I didn't write it in my notes, and it was definitely one of my favorite parts of the night, Braun Breaker was tremendous in the Royal Rumble. In the and, Brock Lesnar spot. <clears throat> and, and, and I didn't really I didn't really think that was the case. I thought Pat McAfee, when they called Pat McAfee's numbers to get into the Rumble, I thought that was Lesnar's spot. But then we found out that Breaker and everything Breaker did was supposed to be for Brock Lesnar because Breaker was in there spearing people. And then we had uh, Omos and I think it was, uh, who was it, Breaker in there? Uh, and then we had basically telling Pat to come yeah, on. Yeah. Come and on, then Pat, Pat eliminated himself a la Drew Carey. And then he went right back to the commentary position. What'd you think of Braun Breaker's performance, man? I think he's absolutely due for main roster call up. And like we seen last night, Nick Aldis said, you know what, Adam, uh, I got Braun Breaker on the phone over here. Uh, I got some business to conduct. I'll see you later. It looks like he may be going to SmackDown. Well, SmackDown's the spot for him. And when SmackDown moves over to the USA Network, like to have him, they're going to become the B show, which we'll get into. SmackDown will become the B show and Raw will become the A show, like officially. They've kind of bled into that already. Yeah. But this spot was great for him. Braun Breaker will be great on SmackDown. He maximizes minutes. And that's the one thing you, even though it's all Lesnar's planned spots, you still got to go out and execute. And Braun executed them to perfection. He's a beast. He maximizes minutes, and that's all you could ask for. And he'll have a bright future in WWE as long as he keeps his head on straight. And I want to thank the uh, 3,300 that are in here right now Absolutely. watching us. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Braun Breaker was eventually eliminated by Dominic Mysterio, and the rumor was that Dominic would have eliminated Brock, which would have set up a match at the Elimination Chamber for Dominic to get squashed, and then Brock would go on to wrestle Gunther at WrestleMania for the IC title. I don't know what which sense makes that sense. make. I mean, I don't know what sense that makes for Dominic and Lesnar to wrestle. Uh, well, ju just, I guess, a match made out of elimination in the Rumble. He wants to get his revenge, and then he moves on to Gunther. I mean, it's kind of silly to even think that would be a match. 
It's not, if you think about it, right? They get Dominic a lot of heat. And what can Dom go around backstage bragging a judgment day about? That he, I, hey, mm-hmm. I didn't win the Rumble, but I eliminated Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You've, it's funny how Dominic didn't touch on any of that yeah. on Raw. But the, I guarantee you the plan was for Dominic because, you know, you got Finn and you got Priest as the tag titles. JD is kind of like, you know, R-Truth's thumbing him down and all that other stuff. And you could have had... Dominic Mysterio will be like, listen, I might not have won the Rumble, but I eliminated Brock Lesnar, baby. Yeah. So the Rumble, uh, I thought the women's was better than the men's. I thought it was a fine show. I'd said maybe a 6 out of 10, but I would like to see the Rumble changed and altered a little bit next year. A little bit more sense of urgency next year. A little bit more creativity as far as the spots in the Rumble. And maybe, you know, take a nice core group of people and give them a nice chunk of the Rumble. You know, you know what I miss? Those diesel moments, bro. Those Austin moments where someone dominates the ring for about fucking 10 to 12 minutes and just keeps, uh, keeps you know, waving out to the curtain. The next one, next one, next one, elimination. Oh, I, okay. I was going to say, because Breaker had a little bit of that. I yeah. understand what you're saying, though. We're like, the ring's cleared. Yeah. 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 Some creativity. Well, I just don't. You might see a little bit of that, but I think this was the first Royal Rumble where we didn't have the legend spot, which was meaningless at times. It's still cool to, you know, get the entrance and all that other stuff. It's a feel-good moment. But I think Triple H really focused on, you know, taking care of the people that are going to be around WWE yeah. for a while and building new stars. And if you don't like that, then, man, don't watch 95, 96, 97 WWE, you know? Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the biggest takeaway. A lot of what you guys saw, Vince would have used Legends or fucking uh, this one and that one. Triple H, I mean, look at the people that weren't even in the Rumble. Pete Dunne wasn't even in the Rumble. Sheamus wasn't in the Rumble. Tyler Bate wasn't in the Rumble. It's like... Where were those guys at? It's like, if he's leaving... Was Otis in the Rumble? Otis wasn't even in the Rumble. Gable wasn't even in the Rumble. You're leaving guys like that out of the Rumble, you know his roster's fucking deep, man. That's a good thing to have. Yeah, and the McAfee spot, you know, could it be someone else? Sure, but I mean, like, realistically, what it did was it solidified, you know, uh, Breaker as somebody you don't want to mess with, and it gave Omos that kind of, like, giant look, but then Breaker threw Omos out of there. So, I mean, you know, it it was a smart spot that... Realistically, if they put somebody that you guys wanted in there, you'd been like, man, what a waste of a spot. I mean, you know, like, look how good Chad Gable is and he gets thrown out. You don't want that. The McAfee spot was a little bit of comedy, and that's what you need in the Rumble. Yeah, I, I agree. A little con- Listen, R-Truth had a nice dash of comedy in there. I didn't really find Pat McAfee's spot to be funny, but it is what it is. Uh, hopefully, we have a much better chamber, and then obviously they get their, their uh, situation correct going into WrestleMania because right now uh, there's a lot of question marks. And speaking of Pat McAfee, I guess we'll talk about this and we'll go into the Monday Night Raw discussion mm-hmm. here. Pat McAfee is now exclusive to Monday Night Raw. He showed up at the beginning of the show, sat next to Michael Cole, and this will be the permanent, at least for now, at least well through the Netflix deal, permanent commentary team for Monday Night Raw, which they are positioning to be the A show with that mega $5 billion deal. Like Drew said, SmackDown will then now go back to being the B show and Pat McAfee and Michael Cole, uh, we all know, Drew, that they are a great team together. The chemistry is there. They are the A team if you want to compare commentary teams. But what do you think about Corey Graves and Wade Barrett now being the duo on SmackDown? Is this the right spot for Corey Graves to be in? Because he's definitely a color guy more so. We haven't seen him in this role yet. The fear is from a lot of people that I've spoken to, and me included, you're going to put him in a spot that he isn't r- really good at, and you're taking him away from a role he's fucking perfect at. McAfee? No, Corey Graves. Oh, I mean, Corey Graves, yeah, but you want to know what? 
Here's the thing. Here's the deal. Corey um, loved working with Cole and loved working with Pat, but realistically Cole and Pat, like it's kind of like, you know, Pat wasn't coming back unless he worked with Cole from what I was, you know, told. So, and, and Pat's a big get for WWE. And like you just said, all the money that WWE is getting from Netflix, they're going to give them the top two announcers and the top two announcers in the company by name value alone. One of them is Pat. If he's on board and the other one would be Michael Cole. Now, Corey Graves is a very, very close second, but it's 1A and 1B with Pat and Michael Cole. Corey Graves is going to be just fine on SmackDown with Wade Barrett. And this is basically, somebody has always done this. Again, it's chestnut checkers. They're moving their pieces early. They're going to give these guys, you know, SmackDown moves in what, nine months? Yeah. So they're giving these guys nine months to work together. For some reason, halfway through, it doesn't seem like it's working out. Then they'll make a change just like they did with uh, Mr. Patrick. So I love I love Pat McAfee and Michael Cole together on Monday Night Raw. And Raw is the A show starting in about seven months. You'll start seeing it. Trust me when I tell you. No, yeah, we already see the differences. I called it out yesterday on the stream, the, the little different uh, nuances that WWE's adding to the show. Now you got Pat there to give him more of a sports-like presentation, more genuine feel because him and Michael Cole are very organic. We start to see these little backstage vignettes. Uh, the, 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 the way for me to describe it, just look at DIY coming out before their tag team match. They're cutting a promo while they're walking through the backstage area on into Gorilla right before they go out to the curtain. That's never been done before, at least in this administration. That's a nice little change of pace there. And then we've seen these little graphics during the commercial right before Jay Uso, right before Bailey came out. The, it, it almost looked like... Um, it reminded me of the NFL. It reminded me of what Fox does with, uh, with Sunday football uh, on, on Channel 5 here in New York City. You got these little caricatures, you got uh, graphics of Jey Uso, graphics of Bailey, kind of scrolling up and down the screen, and then they go to commercial break. I like the little changes that they're making to Raw to make it feel like right. a much bigger deal. Yeah, and a lot of things that people are missing with this whole, like, Monday Night Raw Netflix deal, or Raw Netflix deal, is Netflix is a production company. Yes. Like, that's huge for WWE. They're a production company. They're not just a network or a media rights buyer or a streaming platform. They're a goddamn production company. So, and again, I think you'll start to see in six to seven months, don't, you know, don't call me Balstradamus over here, but I'm telling you, you might see, I remember, I don't know what year it was. You would know better than I would, but remember when John Cena was traded from SmackDown to Raw and he took the championship with him? Yeah. That's going to happen with Raw. Raw is going to get all of the focal point. I wouldn't be surprised if the Universal Championship is on Monday Night Raw and the World Heavyweight Championship is on SmackDown because SmackDown is going to become what SmackDown was many years ago, which was kind of like, what Raw became here uh, before Roman and everybody else was over. Brock was over on SmackDown. So what you're saying is we're setting up Cody versus CM Punk for next year's WrestleMania. Correct. Possibility. Correct. I think a lot, I think, again, I think the main championship, because as much as I love Seth and I love that title, it's not the main title, will be on Monday Night Raw uh, either a year from now or six to eight months from now. I uh, I like it. I agree with that. Pat McAfee did say he's got to get used to things again, being back on the road to WWE. I don't know how much of the product he has been watching as of late. Uh, you could just hear and see that, you know, he struggles at times to remember who people are and, and you know, certain nuances about calling a wrestling match. There's some moments of silence. He's kind of muttering under his breath, you hear. But I think he'll, he'll he I mean, he did great his first time around. There's no doubt that he's going to get back in the saddle and, Right again there on, on commentary, but uh, you know, calling a three-hour show Drew is a lot different than calling a two-hour show. How's he going to feel about doing that? I mean, it's a whole different beast on Monday night. 
Well, um, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, you know, could raw change to just, you know, two hours yeah. because realistically you weren't, you're getting that pretty much maybe a little less with commercials on Monday night. So could it be two hours if it's three, you know, Pat calls football. Um, so he'll be just fine. And again, he, he'll be fed things, but Pat is just so good at, you know, the little intricacies that Pat has, like even when they're backstage, when, um, uh, Aldis was signing or not all this, um, was the Adam Pierce was signing Andrade. Yeah. The little thing that Pat threw in there, he was like, let's go. That type of stuff where Cole <laughs> normally says, keeps quiet yeah. and doesn't say anything. Like lets the moment breathe. I think that's a little bit, the little things that Pat does that are so good. And he lends so much credibility, the WWE, he being Pat McAfee, that he'll make the three hours work if he needs to. Yeah. And the reason why everybody loves his work is because he actually comes off like a fan. Like Correct. Yeah, he's he's got a huge audience. He's got one of the biggest, if not the biggest, sports podcast in the space. And he's a fan. He's genuine. That's why people like him. You know, his his just out of nowhere fucking, you know, you know, let's go. And you know, his excitement is is genuine. It's not on cue. They're not and they're not telling him to do that. That's him. That's why I like it's organic. Him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just feels so organic with him, you know. CM Punk started the show last night. The rumors are correct. He's got a torn tricep. He's going to be out at least six months. They're aiming for a possible SummerSlam return. Latest would be September, depending on his rehabilitation. He came out and cut uh, a very teary-eyed promo, and he was definitely overly emotional about it, rightfully so. He wanted the main event spot of WrestleMania. He wanted that world championship. It's not going to happen this year. He talked about not believing in luck, but he feels like he's just got bad luck following him around the last couple of years. I want to start with this, Drew, because I know you called it out. I know I called it out on social media. People people just legitimizing this injury and making it into a tribalistic thing. People were happy that Punk went down with injury, calling out, this is karma. Fuck him. He deserves this. I'm glad he got hurt. I mean, I don't know who the fuck these people are, but holy shit, man. The, the internet wrestling community doesn't ever amaze me how low that they can go, man. I don't understand what was going on yesterday. I think it's terrible. I think you would never say this stuff to this man's face. I never, I, I truly believe that all of you on, on social media, wherever else you're posting this, even if you're doing it in jest or you're doing something where, you know, um, you're not directly saying you're happy that punk is hurt, but you're quoting other things. You would never do it to his face. And I think if I've, I've always been of the mentality, like whatever I put out there, whatever I say, I will say it to your face. And for you to celebrate take a victory lap um, with somebody's injury who is clearly excited to be back and really giving it his all and passionate and, and giving back to this business. I think you're an absolute asshole and I don't want to mince words with that. I'll say it again. You're an absolute asshole for doing that. And realistically um, I understand you might think that, you know, punk has some bad karma that he deserves, but have an injury, take him out of WrestleMania, take food out of his family's mouth. I mean, I know he's probably not struggling, but still, you know, and the passion that he has, I hope you I hope you saw that on Monday because he has a ton of it. You should be ashamed of yourself and you're an asshole. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. It's just disgusting what uh, people said on social media yesterday. Where do we go with CM Punk now? I know Drew McIntyre came out at the end of that promo and he has been phenomenal. We'll get into McIntyre in a little bit. He came out and he attacked Punk. Sami Zayn came out to help and kind of, shoo away Drew McIntyre. Are they potentially setting up a McIntyre punk program uh, when punk comes back? Because right now, yeah. nobody nobody really knows if McIntyre signed or not. He's supposed to be a free agent after WrestleMania, reportedly. 
and nobody knows if McIntyre has signed. Would, yeah, w- no. would WWE be pushing this thing if McIntyre is not signed yet? Uh, McIntyre's not going anywhere. I think the one, the, you know, two people to look out for maybe Ricochet and Sheamus to jump ship to All Elite Wrestling, yeah. and I think that's probably going to happen um, unless Ricochet wants to stay with his beautiful wife. Uh, with WWE, I'm sure Triple H would love to keep him. But realistically, um, no, Drew McIntyre, he wouldn't have posted the social media stuff. He wouldn't have came out during Punk's, you know, injury speech and all that other stuff. They're setting up a program, and realistically, like, I'm sure that McIntyre apologized vigorously to CM Punk backstage uh, or after the Royal Rumble. But realistically, what they went, you know, figured, hey, let's make business out of this. And that's what they did. You know, Drew McIntyre wouldn't post that grave tweet that he put out with like CM Punk's WrestleMania thing and and McIntyre (laughs) like this if they didn't want to do some sort of business together. And that's where this is going and good on the both of them. Yeah, I I love it. McIntyre's doing some phenomenal work right now. What is it with Punk, man? A lot of people like, oh, he's... He's fragile. He's he's like made of glass. What's going on with him? Because the way I saw Punk, I didn't see the Madison Square Garden match with Dominic Mysterio. Seemingly, it went well. Then we get in the Rumble. He looks great. He's in great shape. You know, I don't know. You know, people were saying that he was gassed, but we said, well, the chops from McIntyre probably didn't help. He tore his tricep. You know, I don't look at this as being Punk's fault. It was a fucking DDT you know, it, it happened to be a mishap. He landed the wrong way. Accidents happen every time you step in that ring. It's not like he did anything wrong from our vantage point. It was just a fucking absolute freak accident, and he's gonna call. It's gonna cost him six months. Why is he going through the same injury again? Do you believe people uh, when he when they say he's fragile and he shouldn't be doing this full time anymore? I don't think anybody's, uh, you know, like that label is like CM Punk being fragile is ridiculous. This is a very physical business. It always has been and always will be. I mean, Seth Rollins has been hurt just as much as CM Punk has been. Yeah. If you really go back and look at it, you know, I, I mean, think Ke- Kevin, was, Kevin Owens is wrestling with a fractured foot. Right. I think, you know, Brett was like the, you know, anomaly. I mean, he was yeah. the guy who never hurt until Goldberg kicked him in his head yeah. and that was it. So, I mean, you know, Sean was hurt. Um, Triple H was hurt. Stone Cold Steve Austin was hurt. The Rock was hurt. All these guys and girls get hurt. Charlotte Flair's been hurt. Becky Lynch has been hurt. They all get hurt. So to say someone's fragile, no. I think that realistically, like I said, you know, um, you guys want and girls want all these guys and girls to wrestle all the time so that they can, you know, um, show you themselves on television and make sure that, you know, they give back to the fans and everything else like that. But realistically, I don't think it's good. That's, you know, Roman is reportedly dealing with injuries too. And he, you know, according to you guys and girls, he's barely on television, barely wrestling. I think there's a reason for that. You know, like we have to start looking at these things as attractions and punk is an attraction. He's a megastar. Would I like to have seen, you know, a match here or there on the road to WrestleMania besides the Royal Rumble? Absolutely. But I don't think this is something where CM Punk is fragile. I just think that, you know, he had a couple matches, one at the garden, one at the Kia forum. Um, and it's very hard to get into this stuff that cold, you know, but at that age, WWE is looking to keep their investment, their investment, and they don't want to trot them out there every week in a match because a lot of these injuries, unfortunately happen. So just yeah. bad luck. You move on from it. Yeah. Now WrestleMania is in jeopardy. Obviously we walked well, it's done. It, that match we, is done. Yeah. What we, we walked in before the rumble, before the Rollins injury and that match with Jinder Mahal a couple weeks back. We had a whole fucking at least eight, nine matches planned out for WrestleMania. I can't even say if any of those matches are still on at this point because, you know, with Punk being out, Rollins being in question, Lesnar being out, 
Rock being, you know, uh, in a situation where it's to be determined on what he's doing. We don't know where we're going with this WrestleMania. So from this CM Punk injury and this Rollins match clearly not happening anymore and Rollins' injury still in question, it looks like we're going to get Cody and Roman. I think we're all safe to say that that match is going to happen on 100%. So that would leave... Let me tell you this. Yeah. I just I want to if if WWE pivots to Cody and Seth, awful. I don't even think I'll watch it. I it's know, awful, but it's just dumb. There's no story there. Like, so you mean to tell me that Seth's going to go zero and four against Cody? I said that last night, and like you said, and I said this vehemently yesterday. A lot of people are like, "Oh, well, it doesn't matter what title Cody finishes the story with." Yes, it, it does. By, yes, it does. That's the most yes, important thing of the entire story. It is the WWE title. The World yes, Heavyweight does. Championship was created because Vince gave Roman two championships, one of which he created just for Roman. What are you and talking Ro- about? And Roman didn't want to work Mondays. So, yeah. that you know, it was like, well, you, you can either have me Friday or Monday. I don't want to do both. And Vince and USA said, hey, NBC was like, hey, we need a champion. All right, fine. I mean, I'd called this for months that NBC is going to ask for a championship. It's going to happen. And they finally decided when Roman stopped showing up on Raw. But if you guys and girls think for one second that that match, the Cody and Seth match, has any importance and people will dig it, if Cody wins that match, yeah, some people will be happy. But I'm telling you right now, it's the it's a second-rate championship for Cody. Not for everybody else, but for Cody. Cody has to finish his story, and it starts and ends with Roman. And again, um, nobody nobody will give a shit if Cody beats Seth because no. they're going to give Cody the Rocky treatment going into Philly. It's already begun. And if they decide to pivot to give Rock and Roman that match, you want to talk about Philly not being happy? That is the one. That is one of the most uh, hotbeds for professional wrestling. And it, fans from all over the world are going to come to WrestleMania. But Philly's the base. That's ground zero. Those fans will not accept that type of shit. It's got, you already went with it. It's the safe match. It's the safe main event for TKO and Endeavor under this umbrella. Do not pivot because nobody will give a shit. No, I absolutely agree. And and you guys need to come to an understanding that Cody and Roman, no matter what you think of Cody, is going to main event WrestleMania. And Rollins' title means absolutely nothing here at all. He made a great point. He made a good case yesterday. But at the end, it is nothing more than a consolation prize that was created because Vince gave Roman two championships. And Monday Night Raw did not have a title. And like Drew said, USA Network, NBCU was like, "Uh, hey, guys, uh, I I mean, we we got a U.S. title. You're not doing shit with it. We need a world title here. Yeah, and again, you know, I understand. Like, that championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, can mean a lot to a lot of people. It would mean a lot to Damian Priest. It would mean a lot to Gunther. Sami Zayn. It would mean a lot. Right. But right now, Cody's story is the Universal Championship. And you know what? It would be whatever championship Roman Reigns is holding, because you got to go through Roman to be called the man. And I, you could argue with me all day, but argue with your mama, because I'm telling you right now, Cody is the man in WWE. They solidified that on Saturday. Did did, did Cody lose to Seth Rollins last year? Did Solo Sokoa help Seth Rollins beat Cody last year? No. I mean, this and, is this has been a year long, and then they had to stare down on SmackDown back when in September, October. So clearly, they've been building to this, and they've been saying, "Hey guys, here's another seed. This is what's coming in April. Get ready for it." And then you want to pivot to Seth Rollins because you think Cody could finish the story with another championship that his father didn't even fucking. He, 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 he wasn't even around when his fucking father was alive. What are you talking about? 
what I will say is I appreciate the fact that what Seth and WWE did because they build intrigue with like my son and some others because they got to create weekly captivating television. But from, from our perspective, which is a small bubble, we all see through that shit for the most part, unless you know, you live under a rock and we all know that Cody's destiny is to win the world heavyweight championship and they will pull the trigger on it. I truly believe even if they put Cody and Seth in the middle of that ring at WrestleMania was for the World Heavyweight Championship, I don't care who is wrestling Seth at WrestleMania if that match happens. I think the way to get the most heat is to have Damian Priest cash in on the winner of that match as soon as that match is over. Because realistically, I, I'm going off here, but I want to say if Punk and, and um, Seth were having that match, could you imagine the visual, and I put this out on X, of Punk finally overcoming everything and being on the mountaintop of WWE once again in the night one main event, and out comes Priest. Can you imagine the nuclear heat that Priest would have if they're stealing Punk's moment after 10 years? It sounds good coming out of your mouth, yeah. You know? That's it what so- I'm it saying. So- it sounds like a good idea. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's Cody Rhodes versus Roman is your match. Guys. Yes, absolutely. I don't know why you guys are even arguing with us anymore. Rock and Roman. And Drew and I talked about this a couple of weeks back to when we talked about the Netflix thing. They're probably going to want to get that underway as soon as they hit Netflix and WrestleMania 41, depending on where that takes place, whether it's in Vegas, Minneapolis, if it's an overseas WrestleMania. When does Raw go to Netflix, ladies and germs? What's the date? January, the first January, January 2nd. No, 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 no. It's like, isn't it like January? Here, hold up. While he looks at that, uh, Roman and Rock, WrestleMania 41. That's the story. It doesn't need the championship. The head of the table tagline and the tribal chief, uh, you know, title is more important to that match, to that angle, than it is the universal championship. Give me a break, guys. You should know yeah, better it's not, than that. It's not even close. It says yeah. beginning in January 2025. So I would assume you're probably right. The first week of January. I thought it yeah. was a little bit later than that. But... I truly believe that The Rock will be on the first Raw on Netflix and will announce that he's entering the Royal Rumble or maybe he just has a stare down with Roman or whatever. But Roman and The Rock are going to have their match, in my opinion, unless they completely pivot because of the injuries that we've seen that have decimated this card. At WrestleMania 41, and I truly believe WrestleMania 41 will be in Vegas. I'm sorry, everyone here in Minneapolis and Minnesota, I would love it. I can wake up out of my bed. JD can come to the house. Every, my buddies can come to the house. We all hang out. We don't have to stay in a hotel, blah, 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 blah. But I just think WrestleMania 41 in Vegas makes a lot of sense, especially with Dwayne on one side and Roman on the other. Yeah. Yeah, look forward to that. I think that's going to happen. As far as the Universal Championship, we got that squared away. The World Heavyweight Championship, like I was saying, now will more than likely be defended at WrestleMania, and the winner will have to go through the Elimination Chamber. Hear Who me that- out. Who that's gonna yeah. be? Who that's gonna be? I don't know. I want to say first and foremost. I know everybody's been fucking ramming it into my skull. Mm-hmm. I love Gunther winning the world championship. I will get to that in a second. I know he can't make the chamber because of visa issues. He's not going to be there. But if we were going to wait, do wait, 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 slow down, slow what? down for a second. What is that? Is that like factual? This was reported, I would say, three months ago, four months ago. It could, it could all be taken care of right now. We don't. Okay. Know. And people, you don't. People are making assumptions. Right. Okay. I just wanted. I yes. I had not heard that, but I will tell you. I did. I had heard that before, but I will say this: You don't think that uh, Endeavor and TKO can pull some strings? A big company. Well, that's with a lot what of I. That's what I said. I'm like, you don't think they they're going to take care of that? I mean, they they usually they are on top of that. That's you know? why you're. That's why you're smart. You, you know, go. I said this last night, but I also said last night. It's like, well, 
well, well, what about the chamber? <laughs> I'm like, well, why does Gunther need the chamber? Gunther's the Intercontinental Champion. He's beaten everybody. What the fuck do you want him to do? Like, he could show up tomorrow and say, Seth, I deserve the shot. What are you going to tell him? No. Hey, I mean, do the match. Gunther, IC title, World Heavyweight title, Seth Rollins. You know, not, not a unification match, but a title versus title in the main event of night one of WrestleMania and crowning Gunther. That's what I want. But... I say, Drew, I think we crown Drew McIntyre. I think with what he's doing right now, McIntyre-Rollins would be the right way to go for McIntyre to win the chamber. Right. It doesn't necessarily need to main event night one, which would then open up a discussion. Maybe we get Becky and Rhea right, to open up one night at, one. One at a time, because I'm going to I'm gonna lose my train of thought here. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you're, you're 100% right. Becky and Rhea now will main event night one of WrestleMania. Yes. It doesn't matter what the match is. They are 100% moving towards that. I truly believe that. The Bailey and Beck, or, uh, and Rhea thing is a smokescreen that's not happening. It's Bailey and EO. Yeah. If you have a brain, you see that. So, yes, I believe Rhea and Becky will main event night one of WrestleMania. Becky wins the chamber. Because um, they teased that on social media, and Rhea, like, hearted the tweet yeah. about how the winner of the Roy of the elimination chamber will take on Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Hey guys and girls who are promoting the elimination chamber in Perth, like do your job better. Yeah. We haven't announced that shit yet. And I'm sure WWE will make them take that down. But anyways, hear me out. I don't care if the chat, you know, roast me or whatever. I don't think Seth Rollins should wrestle at WrestleMania. I don't, I think the world heavyweight championship should be decided in the elimination chamber, or you could have priest cash in and have Balor win the Elimination Chamber, or something. I think Priest and Balor is the way to go for the World Heavyweight title. It doesn't have to main event. It's a big spot for two people who have carried Raw for a very long time, not named Cody Rhodes um, and Gunther. But I'm telling you right now, like Priest and Balor would be a great match for you guys, and it would be a good spot for two guys who have been with this company for a very long time to step up in the absence of people who are hurt, who are megastars. Cody is going to SmackDown. Seth Rollins is hurt. Don't rush him back because he's a key point, a key factor, a key cog on that show. And with Punk being gone, there is no reason for Seth to wrestle at WrestleMania besides pride. And I get it, Seth. You have earned that. But I don't do it. I keep. I let Seth go home and rehab. I let him get the surgery. And you can come back in June and July when this product is normally like kind of like falling flat because it's summer. And you could have a real big shot in the arm with CM Punk and Seth Rollins returning from injury. I, 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 you make a lot of sense there. And, you know, like you said, it's going to come down to Rollins' pride. And I think the surgery aspect of it now makes more sense than it did two weeks ago. Because even if he does opt to wrestle at WrestleMania, he's not going to main event the show anymore. That's, that's the whole, that was the whole holdup. He didn't want to give up his main event spot. He's never main evented WrestleMania before outside of a cash-in. When he so pinned, about when that. he won the championship via the Money in the Bank cash in back very, in San Francisco, I, I, I like smart I, I, comment, JD. That's I, a very smart comment. What's the point? He's not main no, event. There's no point. So, so you know, who's to say he gives up the championship and the title is in a better position without him? He's going to come back. He's going to assume his position anyway. And like you said, I could go Balor, Damian Priest, but I don't see that happening. And my question to you is, if you do go that route, what do you do with McIntyre? I think McIntyre has a match with Sami Zayn. Again? I think Sam. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, they're not going to move away from that. They could. I, I, you know, I'll tell you, I think that there's a lot of plans on the table right now that are up in the air. I think Gunther is, you know, somebody that they're talking heavily about winning the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania or before yeah. that. Um, I do believe Drew McIntyre is in that picture as well. But again, um, I'm not like campaigning for it, but I'm telling you guys, 
the implosion of Judgment Day is coming. I do believe that Priest and Balor were going to have a singles match at WrestleMania, or it was going to be um, Priest and R-Truth versus Balor and JD, which you kind of saw yesterday, Yeah, you know? So I just moved to that because this is not worth Seth Rollins really screwing himself up over, and he's not going to be main eventing. So who cares? The whole point was for Seth and Punk to finally get their WrestleMania main event. They hated each other, quote-unquote, and now they're coming head-to-head for the World Heavyweight title. So if you were going to crown Priest at the end of this match anyway with the Money in the Bank cash and at Mania, why not let the guy do it earlier and let him win the World Heavyweight Championship and roll it into WrestleMania? Like, the Judgment Day is starting to break up anyway, and it's kind of run its course, but we could see a new iteration of it. But why not have Priest and Balor at Mania? Why? Why do you guys want to see Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins? You're not going to give two shits about that match anyway. And you sit there and you watch this on the other side of this screen and you mean to tell me you give two fucks about Drew McIntyre winning the title? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I do. I th- I mean, he, Get the he, fuck out of here. What are you talking here. about? Look at the work he's done. He doesn't deserve a run. I didn't, I didn't say he doesn't. I mean, yeah, he deserves it. But I mean, like, that's WrestleMania for you? You're going to sit there, you're going to come on your show. You mean you're going to be like, man, Drew McIntyre is the World Heavyweight Championship. That really gets me going. Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? The match they put on at Crown Jewel was a 25-minute banger, bro. I mean, imagine what they could do at not WrestleMania. A, not a bad match. I like this version of Drew McIntyre. He's kind of got that Big Daddy Cool-esque yeah. vibe to it. But I'm just, no, not now. I'm sorry, no. I don't, no. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see people going bananas over Drew McIntyre winning the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't. All right, here's a better question for you. If Gunther is not involved in the World Heavyweight Championship, who is defending the Intercontinental Championship against? Uh, Braun Breaker? Nah, I don't know. Chad Gable. I think Chad Gable would be Chad cool. Chad Gable, Sheamus is an option because he's not back yet. I don't think he, like you said before, I don't think he's coming back, so I don't know why they would put him in that spot. Ricochet is another option. I don't think he is going to get that spot either. But I did say this whole Imperium New Day thing, bro. I mean, there's just something about it where it just kind of, it, it just sells it to me that Big E is coming back, but they don't want anybody to know. And Big E is going to come and even the odds here against Imperium, and Big E is going to challenge Gunther for the title. Is that a possibility? I mean, it's always possible. I mean, Big E's been uh, around WWE more now than ever. Um, that's a serious injury, so I don't want to speculate on that and whether or not he feels comfortable about getting back in the ring. But I, I, that'd be a really cool idea. Um, but again, I do know that Gunther and Brock were scheduled for Mania. Yeah. And like I said, I'll break news on Brock here in a little bit, but that match is off, completely off. Yeah, um, I see we'll some see people in the chat saying Jay Uso. Well, if Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso are destined for WrestleMania, how could it be Jay Uso and Gunther for the IC title? You know, and I said this to a friend who is a, a, a very well-known... Uh, wrestling personality, and he's one of my closest friends in life and in in the business. I said, "How about Jimmy and Jay for the World Heavyweight Title?" He said, "Nah, I don't know about that." And he said to me, "He's like, there's nothing like everyone can relate, brother versus brother. Everybody can. It's yeah. very relatable, so it works." But he's like, "I just don't know if it needs the World Heavyweight Title attached to it." And I said, "Okay, so." Well, you know, I, you know, I'm you know, sorry. You, know. you guys love Drew. You love Drew McIntyre. Okay, <laughs> good. Because I mean. I could go back and play some of these fucking videos where you guys were like, fuck that guy. Everybody, no. that Drew, Drew versus the chat at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying Drew McIntyre. You can No, 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 you, you, Drew, yeah. against oh, yeah. the chat. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Paul, I mean, ha- I don't- Paul Heyman did say to Jimmy before the Royal Rumble, go win the Royal Rumble and bring the World Heavyweight Championship back to the bloodline. I don't know if that was uh, just a so one-liner. it to Roman. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if that was a one-liner or if there was something more to that. But, uh, I'm again, they got... I'm sure Triple H right now is looking at a fucking boardroom of 
options and, and directions that is just making his, his head explode because of what happened here. But you know what, man? I'm trying to look at the silver lining with all this, man. It makes it somehow, even though it's fucking confusing and it's all over the place, chaotic, it makes it exciting because we don't know where they're going now. And that's that's a good point. You know, I think they're, like I said, buying themselves some time with the whole where's who's Cody picking? Like, yeah, that's like picking Camp Snoopy over Disney World. You ain't going to Camp Snoopy. You're going to Disney World. <laughs> Roman Reigns is Disney World. Camp Snoopy is Seth Rollins in that World Heavyweight Championship. But I digress. Um, I think this is the perfect time to make Balor and Priest, like, do it. Like, they've been so great on WWE TV. Judgment Day's been holding it down. Why not? Because realistically, I'm sorry. If you guys sit here and you tell me you're invested in a Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre match, you are full of shit. All right, man. We'll see. Listen, I'm going McIntyre to win the chamber. Apparently, Drew thinks Damian Priest or Finn Balor's going to win the chamber. Whatever the case may be. Hey, Gunther versus Seth, I'm all here for. Champ versus yeah. champion, I'm here for. That I'm here for. But if you put Fucking Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins in the middle of that ring. No disrespect to Drew. No disrespect to Seth McIntyre, but no thank you. And, no and, thank. And, and, and my take on the Gunther thing, if he wins both championships and walks out of WrestleMania with both titles, everybody's like, oh, he's going to be doing disrespect to the IC title. I mean, I don't give a shit. I mean, he's, nobody deserves to beat him. What do you want? <laughs> Drop the title. Have a oh. tournament. Make the tournament the finals in France at Backlash. Give me Gable and Andrade for the IC title. What the fuck Dang. are you complaining about? Love it. Grand, grand a new Intercontinental Champion at Backlash. I feel like I, me and you said that before. Or I put it out on X. That's a I, like I, that's a really great take. Um, and I will say that. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, it, like everybody was so up in arms when Samoa Joe dropped the Television Championship, and now he's the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. No one's yeah. They compare yeah. It. They compare that. Well, you you're gonna do the same thing that Joe did. I'm like you're comparing Gunther Joe to could. Joe. You're comparing the IC title to the ring of the Ring of Honor TV title. Give me Joe a could have done. Break, man. Joe could have dropped the championship to somebody, but realistically, like it didn't Drew, hurt him. Drew, the, Joe wasn't a Joe, Joe. Joe dropped the championship not because he had another championship that he that he won. He was going after MJF for a title he hasn't won yet. So he yeah, gave right. up a championship no, to not be a champion. I get it. That's fine. I get it. The Ring God, of Honor title is off, man. The Ring of mm. Honor titles are, are are meh. The fucking jacket you got on is worth more than the TV title. Come on. <laughs> you're right, man. Lululemon, you're right. <laughs> Fuck, I love Lululemon. Come on. Me too. Me too. You're right. Anyway. Uh, moving on with the rest of this stuff here. I, hopefully you guys got some good discussion out of that. I mean, that was the basis of uh, our WrestleMania talk here with the punk injury and Gunther and Rollins and all this other chaos that's happening right now going into WrestleMania. Obviously, it's a developing situation. We'll, we'll learn more as the weeks go on. But we're going to move on now to the Royal Rumble post-show media scrum here. And I want to know, before I read anything in quotes here from Triple H, did you watch the post-show media scrum when Nick Houseman, of all people, mm. ex-Cody, and then we had John Alba, respect to John Alba for, uh, you know, having the balls and the gumption to ask Triple H the question. Uh, he asked Triple H a question, which uh, I guess came under, uh, under fire via the IWC. Did you watch the post-show media scrum and what were your takeaways from it? Of course I did. Um, I watched the post-show media scrum. There are the one thing I'll say is that like I I applaud everyone who who dressed up who at least had like jeans on and a collared shirt and <laughs> for the sweatpants sweatshirt t-shirt why is this an issue 
It's fuck. That's you only get one in, one time to make a good impression. You only get one chance. And so you, you mean to tell me part. my Lululemon pants, man, that cost me a nice chunk of change, isn't good enough? If you show up to a post show press conference with me in sweatpants, I'm telling you, get the fuck out. <laughs> you go that way. You sit on that. You go sit over there, and I'll go sit over here. Can I at least wear my you, Braves hat? Uh, no. <laughs> Fucking hat. Look at a haircut. You're like, what? What are we talking about? What, no. what hair? Whatever. All I'm saying is, is that you could, you know, you dress however you want. No problem for me. I jeans, nice shoes. Uh, you want to wear sneakers, whatever. They better be fucking clean. A uh, button up or a zip up, whatever. But I mean, look halfway fucking professional. You guys look like you just rolled out of fucking the like your hotel bed. A oh, Royal Rumble was great. I'm in my fucking sweatpants and a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm not answering. I would look at it and be like, I am not taking your question. I okay. Mean, just look at who they fucking invite there, man. They invite anybody. What do you I want? don't, you know, yeah, but I mean, listen, I, you know, shout out to whomever had the balls to ask the question, but I mean, what did you expect them to say? Uh, Cody answered the best way possible. Cody gave you such a professional answer because he's not on the board of directors and he's not making booking decisions anymore. Cody is just a talent. Yeah. That's why he's able to answer it that way. But Cody has such a smart mind for the business. He's well, he's light years beyond just a professional wrestler. Yeah. But I will say, you know, for, for you guys and girls who asked the question, I, whatever, whatever. I feel I give Nick a lot of shit because Nick was an absolute prick to me a couple of times. I met him. No reason to be none, but you know what? That's on him. I, you only get one chance to make a good first impression with me. And then I've made up my mind and that's it. But I wish somebody would have asked before Nick because Nick is now the reputation of the guy who's going to ask the question that, you know, maybe shouldn't be asked. Yeah. Truthfully. Well, Triple H did answer the question. So did Cody. Cody was asked by Hausman, and Cody said this. In contrast, admitted the allegations were a dark cloud over the company and offered insight as to why he believes the current culture of the company is in a strong position. He says, and I quote, as far as TKO, Nick Khan, the board, Clearly, they took it very seriously and acted immediately. The crew is very team-based, and perhaps that's the ingredient. Everyone is looking out for everyone, being accountable. And I know for me, as a performer and a competitor, I've been through dark periods in our industry before. And it might sound cheesy, but it's very reinforcing if you're in my position that it's a time when, hey, we got 50,000 people out there. I want to give them something else from this weekend that isn't a terrible situation and terrible news and I think we were able to do that. Obviously, as more news comes out, we'll be seeing it just like you do. Now, Triple H was asked by John Alba about the McMahon conduct prior the, to the lawsuit. And Triple H answered that question. And this is what got everybody talking on social media. He says, so I'm going to do exactly what you expected me to do here. Look, we just had an amazing week. And I just said it. 10-year, $5 billion Netflix deal. Rock joining our board. We just sold out the Royal Rumble with 48,000 people in Tropicana Field. I, f I choose to focus on the positive. Yes, there's a negative, but I want to focus on that and keep it to that. I'll give you the most generalized answer that I can. Everything possible. So he goes on to say that it's a very important thing to us, a very important topic to us. It's as simple as everything possible. And he also noted that he had not read the lawsuit yet and found out about it when the news broke publicly. And people got on his case about that. And Drew, now they're calling for Triple H's termination of all people. Stack Marbles on the Freo with the uh, Triple H being terminated stuff. I mean, listen, you know, they named pretty much everybody. Why don't you think they would have named Triple H? Why don't you think, you know, uh, she would have named him? Uh, you know, they basically half-assed named Brock Lesnar. Then it came out that it was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Then he wasn't on the Rumble. So, you know, God damn it, it was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But why would, what the fuck do you want Triple H to say here? 
I mean, again, publicly traded company. Do you want him to just say that and be like, yeah, Vince McMahon was a scumbag. I knew all along. I knew he was doing things he shouldn't do with girls, women, whatever. Um, and you know what? You know, I should have stepped in. No, because I guarantee you the man didn't know to the extent of what first was of all, put into those allegations. I first mean, of, first of all, I'm first, sorry. First, first of all, I mean, I, I don't know why everybody's ragging on AAA. I'm going to read you the tweet that I put out in a second. But I, mm -hmm. I want I want to make everybody aware. Do, do you realize that Triple H was in that time period? He was out with a heart attack. And right. he was he was not in the office. He was not working for the company. Stephanie was at home taking mm -hmm. care of him. So what do you? He wasn't there His during the left. prime period yeah. of this fucking document, which it was dated from pandemic 2020 to to when 2021 to to what 2023. So I mean, no, what, what the what, what the fuck do you want him to do? Like he He's, wasn't even okay. there. And here's the thing. Triple H can't say no comment because then it's a cop out. I saw a lot of that. I yeah. can't comment on that. Yeah. Triple H has a job to do and a message to deliver. And he delivered it. Record breaking business, record breaking Amazon deal. This is stuff he has to talk about because that's why you guys and girls are there at the press conference. If you haven't figured out why you're there yet, then you might want to get your head examined. WWE is using the publicity that you will give them, which is free. They give you a fucking ticket. And they give you, you get the free, they get the free publicity from you. It's not hard to figure out. Okay. Yeah. And they control the entire wrestling media, quote unquote, the IWC right for that Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and even Sunday. Cause you're all there and you got to travel. What is triple H supposed to say? First well, of I, I just want, what is he supposed to say? Uh, this, this gets me so angry because people don't really uh, apply. And I, I, I don't want to fucking stroke my own ego here, but man, from the very beginning of this, all the way up until this shit, I think I've covered it as extensively as anybody. A lot of people drew were calling out, well, the board voted Vince McMahon out. And then all of a sudden they voted Vince McMahon back in triple H voted him out. And then all of a sudden Nick Khan and triple H, they voted him back in her, her. Do you realize that tr that Vince McMahon fired three board members and manipulated the board by bringing back Michelle Be uh, Michelle Wilson and George Barrios to swing the the voting power to him? He owned how much? Eighty five percent of the fucking voting power. I, I know, you could have had all knows. Vince McMahon's yes was the only one that mattered. It doesn't fucking matter. He voted Dude. yes on himself. Right. That's all that mattered there. Triple H could say no a thousand fucking times, and right. it's going to show up as a yes. What do you want him to do? What? His, his wife left. He had a heart attack, and he voted Vince no. There was no, to come back, there was, Triple H, there was no win for him in this situation. He was going to be asked. He knew it, and there was a lose-lose situation, and he handled it the best way he, he possibly could. Do you think that Triple H is going to break news to all the uh, dirt sheets and or non-dirt sheet wrestling media that's there. No disrespect. I get it. I'm I'm part of that. We were, we were media credentialed. I'm media credentialed for WWE and AW. I get it. I get it. But do you think that Endeavor and WWE and TKO is going to break news at that press conference? No. You're on drugs, dude. Come on. Drugs. Man, that's ridiculous. Anybody even think they were going to get a fucking um, uh, a morsel of an answer out of that press conference? It's a, it's a kayfabe press conference for 99.9% .9 of the time. Everyone's in character for the most part. Yes. That's what people don't understand. That I could clip that for Twitter and people would be like, well, well still he should have answered the question. No, you no. fucking idiot. It's a, it's a fucking scripted scrum. The it's fuck do you want him to say? If you want it, if you want that to be that type of press conference, ask better questions. You know, there were some good questions. Uh, Alba asked a good question. 
Uh, you know, um, I think Issa asked a good question. There were some other people who asked good questions, but 99.9% of the time, your questions or storyline driven, you know, uh, Steve Fowler asked a storyline driven question. Um, a DDP was there to, to, to give, you know, have Cody make his speech. I love like Dallas. He wasn't planted so, there. Right. I love Dallas. Well, I don't know. I love Dallas. Good guy. Always been a good guy, but it was good for that. But that's what those press conferences are. It's to give a sports like presentation for afterwards, but they're steering still in character. Yeah. You want a halfway real post-show press conference, go to AW Cause it's like half and half realistically. Yeah. Sometimes they're in character and sometimes they're not. Did Triple H know Vince McMahon's fucking 20-year-old girlfriends? I'm sure he had plenty of them walk through the fucking office. I'm sure he had plenty of them at fucking Thanksgiving dinner. He knows his father-in-law's fucking vices. He does. But did Triple H know everything else in that fucking document that Vince was doing? I'm not going to sit here and tell you uh, no, but I'm going to say... I don't think Triple H knew the depravity and the fucking just outright disgustingness of that. You know, he probably went home at his five o'clock and Vince is staying there after hours like he usually does on fucking two hours of sleep. God knows what he's doing in there. You think Triple H knows exactly everything that's going on in Vince's life? I don't think first so, all, man. First of all, Triple H, it's it, like he, Vince McMahon made it kind of public on Pat's show. That him and his wife, yes. Pat McAfee show when Vince had that, that they were separate. That was the first time, you know, people had ever heard that Vince was talking about his wife. Yeah, my wife at the time. And then he was like, oh, shit. He's like, Linda, my wife, current wife, you know, and he corrected himself. You don't think Triple H knew that Vince and Linda were probably done with their marriage probably like 10 years ago, truthfully, maybe even 15 years ago. And Vince was seeing other women. Triple H, Triple H and others probably turned a blind eye. Besides the ones that were doing this heinous reported acts, alleged acts. Uh, and he had no idea. Do you think that Vince McMahon went to Triple H and was like, hey, you want to know what I did last night, pal? Yeah. You think he's that dumb? His daughter is married to the guy. Ridiculous, like, nobody wants dude. to hear that. Ridiculous. Triple H got daughters of his own. You think he's going to fucking meddle in that type of absolute filth? Give me a fucking break, man. Triple H doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. You want you you think he's fucking fucking around in the office with Vince McMahon looking at naked pictures? Come on, man. I don't think that's the case. This is the same guy that Vince fucking blackballed from his own fucking brand to kill it. And then fucking the guy goes away for two years for a heart condition to come back and, uh, and run the goddamn company. I don't I don't think Triple H ever wanted Vince McMahon there. And before we all even knew Triple H knew that Vince was not fit for this company anymore. Come on. Right. And you think that Vince McMahon's going to show Triple H a naked picture of this woman or whatever and be like look at that pal that's his daughter's husband i can say i can say i can tell you this right now i can i would tell you this right now just my right, comes up to, right my father-in-law comes up to me with a naked picture of a girl that he's banging i'm gonna be like, <laughs> uh, aren't you married to her, right, right. it's ridiculous man people don't apply man holy shit i want to read you, you my naked picture and you go that way you yeah. go you go sit over there I want to read you what I posted on on social media, and a lot uh -oh. of people, a lot of it's not bad, it's not bad. But right. you know, I, I told you off air. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, JD's got to stick up for Papa H," or you know, all that bullshit. But I said, "Aren't you a Triple H D writer?" Is that what I heard? Yeah, apparently, I don't know. <laughs> I said Triple H, in my opinion, uh, he shouldn't have, like like you made a good point. If he canceled it, it would have been just completely just ridiculous. So I said he should have canceled the post show if he didn't want to answer questions regarding Vince McMahon's allegations. And that's what they truly are. They're right now. I believe that they're all true, but there are allegations right now. And it's going to be in the court to, to figure that out. But right now, they're allegations. Realistically, he can't speak on any of it because it's in the hands of the law. 
Anything more you want him to say is a company liability and will be used against the company in the court of law. You're expecting him to give you the answers you want, and that's wrong and flat-out ridiculous. Did he not read the court documents? I mean, why would he? All you needed to read was the, was, was the Wall Street Journal, get the gist of what was going on. You think he had time that weekend to sit down and read 67 pages of disgusting court documents in the process of writing, producing, and planning a four-hour pay-per-view. You don't think he had WWE lawyers lay out most of the important pieces of the document from, from WWE executives. Now, could he have answered the questions in a more sensible, respectful approach? Sure. It was sad to see him blow it off in the manner that he did, but he was more frustrated than anything. He could have acknowledged the severity of the issue and told everyone it's a company matter that will be handled internally and through our court system and that he can't comment on it any further. All he can do right now is what his responsibilities are, and that is making sure his locker room is safe, an inviting environment where this will never be an issue under this administration or under his leadership, while remaining steadfast with the success the company has seen in the last week with their biggest WrestleMania season ever approaching. It was Where a lose did you write this? How how many how did you get this many characters on? It Twitter? was a lose lose situation for him. Imagine how he feels. That's his father-in-law, unfortunately. He's married to that man's daughter and has daughters of his own that he's raised with proper respect and core values you would expect of a father to his kids. Put yourself in his shoes. He didn't ask for any of this. This man, of all people, knew Vince was bad for the company and watched that man burn and tear down not only him and his body of work for years as a front office executive, but more. Anything he would have said would not have, have been enough for anybody in that scrum. And yes, that was uh, because I pay for Twitter. Was that a chapter in your your autobiography? Yes. Why the fuck? How I mean, the am I wrong though? I mean, how many? Uh, did no, I make some no, good no, sense no, there? No, 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 Yeah, of course so. I mean, listen, you know, here's the deal. I, I if Triple H knew this stuff, it's going to come out. I don't believe he did, and you're 100 percent right. I think, I you know, for people to be like he turned a blind eye, he probably had no idea what was going on. No, you know, no. I mean, realistically, when I was reading that, I, you know, I was thinking to myself, holy moly, this is really Vince McMahon. Yeah, this is really Vince McMahon. If this is what it is, you know, allegedly, man, you know, like, so yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And people just want to watch other people burn. That's what it is. That's all it is. Oh, we're going to talk about Triple H's attitude. Are we going to talk about Triple H in China? People change. People grow up. I would hate to look at, you know, me 20 years ago when I was, you know, 17 or 18. I made a lot of mistakes. We all did. I would hate, I would hate for them to be, you know, on live television. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't stupid, but I wasn't, you know, the reflection of perfection. So I, you know, I, I, people make mistakes, people change, people grow up. And I'm sure Triple H distanced himself from Vince. And I know for a fact that Vince and Triple H would take two different jets at times, just so you guys know. There you go. I, listen, uh, I, I stand with, uh, how I feel on the matter. Ari Emanuel, Drew, reportedly is expected to eradicate anything to protect WWE business after the Vince McMahon allegations. This is coming from PW Insider. It was pointed out that Ari Emanuel also pulled out of a $400 million deal with Saudi Arabia in 2018, something Vince McMahon's WWE refused to do and would later help to broker UFC's deal with the kingdom without blinking an eye. As such, he'll have no problem removing anything and anyone who could negatively impact WWE business going forward. PW Insider and the article also states that each defendant party mentioned in the lawsuit has 21 days to respond when it is confirmed they have been served pending any petitions for requesting additional time. However, as of this week, no one has been recorded as having been served. Now, he is going to try and clean house reportedly. 
Then we got Nikki Embry Bella posting a statement on social media, which also came under fire for what reason? I don't know, because I don't know. I don't know what you expect them to say, being that their father-in-law is a part of this thing and they can't really say anything because it would be used as defamation. We are shocked and disheartened with the recent allegations against members of the WWE. It has been a lot to process since we found out this past week, just like all of you did. This is something we don't stand for or condone from anyone, no matter who they are. We want all women to feel safe and supported in the workplace and in their everyday lives. What do you expect, Ari? Yeah, what do you expect Ari Emanuel to do here, man? I, I don't. I don't think people realize that Ari Emanuel's daughter also works in, at Titan Tower and works for the company. So imagine how he's feeling and how angry he is at this situation. I just put out a, a tweet on X, basically telling people to get on in here because I'm gonna. I'll, I'll break some news here. Um, I believe there's uh, 3,500, 3,600 in here, so the time's right. Yeah. And we've been on for, what, over an hour? Yeah. Um, I know that Ari was absolutely livid when this news came yeah. out at, at headquarters. Livid. And he is going to clean house. I do believe that Bruce Pritchard um, is probably going to be one of those casualties, even if he knew or didn't know what was going on. He was very close to Vince McMahon. And I could tell you this right now, right here on TNT. Um, I I believe Brock Lesnar will never be seen again in a WWE ring. And rightfully, and, right. and rightfully so. I think he's not. Whether, I, I, don't, I don't think the fans care for him anymore. I don't think the fans want to see him, especially after this. I don't think we need him. Whether or not these allegations come to fruition and people you know have to pay this or that or whatever the case may be, um, I think Ari is, and we're talking about WWE and UFC are done. With Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I think they are making a valiant effort to get rid of Brock. Um, and Brock can go do what he needs to do, get out of the pop, you know, public eye and kind of just hang out in Canada and collect his millions. But um, I know that Ari was very, very, very pissed off uh when the news dropped, and he is uh making an effort to see if they can be done with Brock for good. Yeah. No, that's rightfully so. I think that's the right move to make. Uh Good on WWE for not bringing Brock into the Royal Rumble and including him in WrestleMania plans. If Vince was in charge, I'm sure you would have seen Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble and at WrestleMania. So at least they have the wherewithal to think, you know what, not really a good idea. And you can see where Triple H's mindset is at. He was never going to use Brock Lesnar anyway. So good on him for that. You should really be proud of him for doing that, that they didn't. They, they already are making changes just by that. People don't think that's a big change. It is a big change because it would have been completely the other way around if Vince was still there. Now, you mentioned Bruce, Drew. Ronda Rousey, absolutely. I, I've been saying this for years. I mean, I don't really expect anybody to give me an apology, but I think this is common knowledge for all the smart mm -hmm. people out there. She basically, you know, called for Bruce Pritchard to be fired because she put out a tweet that absolutely blew up on X over the weekend, Raw Rumble, Raw Rumble weekend. She said, Bruce Pritchard is basically Vince's avatar. If he's still around, Vince still has a hand in the business. Vince was still running things through Bruce when he was quote-unquote gone. Uh, so Ronda Rousey basically telling us what most of us already knew. And I want to let you guys know a little something. I don't know if you really are following the timeline of things here. Back during the pandemic when Bruce Prichard was made executive director of Monday Night Raw, when WWE was going through that phase, they also made Bruce Prichard the head of talent relations. So you know he was incredibly close with Vince McMahon. What he knows or what he didn't know at that point, that remains to be seen. But then Bruce settled back into his role backstage. He was running the show. He was basically mini-me, mini Vince McMahon. And then John Laurinaitis was given the head of talent relations role. So 
that whole situation, man, when Vince and when Triple H was gone and Vince was back completely in power there, uh, he had all of the old guard, man. He had all of his closest soldiers all in a circle. And I think, like you said, man, those are the people. Thank God Lauren Ice is gone. Bruce is next to go. I don't know who else is a part of that, but people are calling for Triple H, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy shit, man. What, like, no, no. Yeah, no. Um, you know, I Vince's closest confidant, you know, um, I believe it was John Laurinaitis. He was named. Kevin um, Dunn might have been in there. We don't know. That, uh, he, he's Kevin gone. Dunn, he walked away yeah. very, very uh, bizarrely. So, you know, who knows? Who knows what he knows? Well, we were we were at World's End, and everyone was like, "Oh, Kevin Dunn's out because you know Triple H doesn't want to work with him, and he feels disrespected, and he doesn't sure. see Kevin Dunn as uh, Kevin Dunn's vision." No, and I said, I said that to you while we we're at World's yeah. End. I said, "There's something more here. Just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see." Nobody knew this was coming. This dropped. Kevin Dunn got ahead of it. Um, and it seems like, you know, maybe Dunn has good people, good contacts over in, you know, wherever this was published. Um, and then so maybe some others that they probably tried to get published and didn't. Um, I think Bruce is gone. Whether Bruce knows or knew or anything else like that, who knows? But I think Vince and Bruce, there was a direct line of communication. And again, I don't know if Bruce knew anything, so I'm not saying that here or anywhere else. No, yeah, we um, don't. We don't really know. It's not fair for us too, but we know how close he was to Vince McMahon. Yes, yeah, I think Bruce is gone. I don't think you see a lot of um, people who are tight with Vince around WWE ever again. And again, Brock Lesnar was named in that without yeah. being named. And I, I can tell you right now, Brock is is probably never coming back to WWE. I'd be shocked at this point. There, there are executives that aren't on TV that were close to Vince McMahon that he hand, handpicked and hired for Titan Tower. That they may be in this. I don't know who else is backstage. I see, I see some people mentioning Michael Hayes in the chat. We don't know how close Michael Hayes was to Vince McMahon. Again, not our our grounds to say he should be gone or should stay. You know, it's going to be up to everybody else to decide, the courts to decide. But, you know, cleaning house, I think, uh, with the team that we have in place there, I think we are pretty comfortable and, and secure in what this administration is going to do and lead WWE into the future. And I think uh, we're in the process of weeding out all the fucking disgusting people that were there. So that's all we can say. And I think that's happening. Yeah. I don't, I think you really, you guys don't, you know, for a lot of the wrestling fans and, you know, sports entertainment fans who don't know Ari Emanuel's business ways and the way he handles things, he is a no-nonsense, no-bullshit, straight-up, he, he lays all his cards on the table type of guy, and he hasn't gotten where he's gotten to be by being some pushover candy ass. No. He's not. He's going to come right at you, and he is going to tell you how he feels. If you don't like it, he don't give two shits. Absolutely. And I can tell you right now that there's going to be some some cleansing uh, Vince McMahon's inner circle there. Yep, and that's going to come. And obviously, as we continue to get more information on this and more stories break, because I'm assuming there's going to be a whole boatload of shit coming this year, uh, Drew and I and myself on my end will get you guys covered and get you guys uh, in the know uh, when that news is available. Uh, that's all I got on my end. And if you got anything else on your end, uh, we can get into these Super Chats. Uh, I did have something. Um, let me, where is this? Oh, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, which we kind of like gazed, you know, glazed over, but, um, you know, the WrestleMania, if you were to, you know, give me a, uh, a night one, give me three main event matches, or I should say top matches, what would be your night one top matches? What would be your night two top matches? Uh, right you now? mean, you meet up and down on the card or just the main event? No, just give me like three matches. You, you truly believe that WrestleMania night one will happen in WrestleMania night two. So six matches total. And you'll have to pick. 
where you're putting each match, I guess. Well, Cody, one or night Co- Cody Roman, absolutely the top of the list. I think mm-hmm. that's happening. I, I don't think that's any question there. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction here, and I'm going to say I'm going to go with McIntyre and Rollins. I think that's the direction that they're going to be in. Uh, I'm going to give you Rhea and Becky. I'm going to give you Bailey and EO. I'm going to go... I want to say Jimmy and Jay Uso, but I haven't seen them really do any story outside of them being number one or number two in the Royal Rumble. But, I mean, at, at this point, I don't know what else either guy does. And then Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio. Okay. I yeah. like that. Yeah. The other thing I'll ask you is, do you... Uh, I don't know if you've watched Collision. I have if not. you have it. Okay. So it seems as if RVD is going to take on uh, Swerve. At Dynamite, because it's like the devil picks whatever match. Interesting. What do you think of that? Yeah, what do you think of that? Because RVD is kind of, you know, he's not a main focal point. Where are they Where are they, where are they? they emanating from on Wednesday? Detroit? Michigan? Or somewhere? Is it? Let's let's take a look. I mean, I think, it's think, a, I, I think it's another piss poor crowd, to be honest with you. And Wednesday's show was just fucking dead. Mm. I don't think they have a lot of tickets sold for Wednesday. It's in it's in New Orleans, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, in yeah New you're Orleans. right. Yep. And we got... Jeff Hardy taking on John Moxley, I think. Yeah, and Tony Khan uh, highlighted that match. It's like the rankings are coming back. Watch John Moxley and Jeff Hardy, the first ever match, determine the rankings. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it's good visibility for them. Yeah. I don't hang Hangman Page versus uh, Toa Leona, and then we got Chris Jericho versus Kyler Fletcher. Wait a minute, ha- uh, Hangman Page versus Toa Leona? That's his. That's his opponent. Yeah, that's who Swerve picked. Well, that's so. fucking lame. I don't know if it's lame. Has he ever had a singles match? No, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was going to be like a a, a surprise guy. Why'd they give it away so early? Well, isn't isn't Swerve and uh, Tony Leoa like to like? Yeah, he's he's in the Mogul Embassy. Yeah, so it makes sense. Somebody close to him. That's good. That's good. You asked me about RVD. I think that'd be I think that'd be a fine match. I mean, the last time we saw RVD, he 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 looks in incredible shape. So why not? No doubt about it. But my my question here is, what the hell? I love RVD first of all. But what the hell does RVD and Hangman have? In common together. It's just like let's have a dream match. Is it's that what like, that is? Just like every other fucking match on Wednesday. <laughs> okay, then you know that's right. It's very, it's very, very odd. I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why they, they gave. Away. I thought it was supposed to be a surprise that we found that on Wednesday, but whatever. You know, he said may- he's gonna have to wait the whole effing show for him to find out. I mean, that's got to be RVD, right? <laughs> you, you, you would think, right? Man, they're fucking ice cold, man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not digging it right now, man. I'm not. Swerve is great. Page is great. Joe's great. You know, I, I just feel like the company's just all over the place, man. I'm not. I'm not really invested in much of anything over there right now. Yeah. I, again, you know, we've talked about it. I think the rankings was a step in the right direction because that's what that fan base likes. But realistically, like it's professional wrestling at its core, guys. Yeah. I don't know. Super chats. Guys, I appreciate you joining us. We had, we got 3,700 people in here, man. Thank you guys very much for all of your support. You guys have absolutely killed it on another Tuesday night. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a second. Before we do that, can I just, again, I want to thank everybody who um, reached out to me and my family about my daughter's surgery. went well. The uh, U of M had their top surgeons and their top uh, nurses and anesthesiologists with my daughter. I couldn't be more thankful for everyone who reached out via text, DM, or even in the um, comment section of the tweet that I put out. I'm a very private person. JD knows that. But I wanted to show her some of these things when she gets older. Um, 
because uh, she has an Amangio on her face that we had cut out because we don't want her to be bullied, which is, she looks beautiful. She always was beautiful, but she looks even more beautiful now that there's nothing on her face that would differentiate her from any other um, people on the planet. So I just want to thank you all for reaching out. It meant a lot to me, and it'll mean a lot to my daughter when she could see it and read it. She's five, so thank you. Beautiful. Thank you guys for all the support, and thank you guys for sending your well wishes and thoughts and prayers and love to Drew's family today. Uh, we both appreciate it. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at JD from NY206. That's X. Follow Drew at Andrew Baydala on X. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. We are absolutely on fire right here on OTS on TNT. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I'd love to see. Oh, we got a thousand likes. We got 1,100 likes. Exact. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get into these Super Chats. We got Michael Krause with a $2 Super Chat. Apparently, you guys can now like the Super Chats and thumbs up the Super Chat. So, thank you guys very much. Michael, good day, JD and Drew. Thank you all for your hard work. Michael, thank you, brother. Thank you for tuning in, Michael. Appreciate it. MGM Balling with a nine ninety nine. The only thing that can make my 24th birthday better is some TNT. Glad your daughter is home safe, Drew. Family, above all else, thank you both for the entertainment tonight. OTS and TNT forever. Thank you, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, family is the biggest thing in my life and will always be. So thank you. 24, man. I thought you were older than that, T uh, MGM Bowling. So happy 24th, man. Let me see some birthday Young cake buck. emojis. Young Buck. Crypto and Poker with a $2 super chat. Cody versus Seth versus, or Cody versus Seth and Rock versus Roman needs to happen at Mania. No. All right, guys. I see the, the, no. the Okada thing. Do you want to touch on this, JD? Yeah, go ahead. They, it seems as if Okada's merch has been pulled from pro wrestling tees. Do you think this is a big deal? Um, That's a good sign, for sure. For who? For WWE. Mm -hmm. If Okada's got merch being pulled from pro wrestling tees, who do you think supplies Shop AEW, guys? It's pro wrestling tees. But could Tony be playing the old, like, let's get him thinking? I would not be surprised if Tony took that route. Tony's a fucking scumbag when he wants to be, man. Sometimes it's a beautiful thing to watch, honestly. But we'll mm -hmm. see. We'll see. I love Petty. I love Petty Con. Yeah. My favorite uh, con. Uh, crypto and poker. No, those matches are not happening. Uh, Michael J with the $10 Super Chat. Hey, JD Drew, putting together a trip for me and my family to WrestleMania 40. Any recommendations on places to stay? Hotels in Philly. Thanks. Keep up the great work. I would say stay at the casino. Uh, it's like a, a live. Man, it's going to be tough to get into those right now. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could help you, man. I've been to Philly maybe a handful of times. Never actually stayed in the city via a hotel. I've been to a couple of Brave Phillies games, but that's about it. Uh, Danny Bowles with a 999. Hey, guys, I have a friend at work that thinks AEW should die, and no one on their roster is talented. He also thinks that Gunther sucks and the IC title is still worthless. I think he's crazy. I think you should you should unfriend this man, uh, Danny Bowles. You don't want this guy's uh, a wrestling friend in your circle, please. You know what you should do to him, Danny Wells? You should throw him through a fucking wall. <laughs> Anybody that says Gunther sucks, man, your your opinion is invalid from uh, just from this day forward, honestly. Put him in the bathroom and leave him there. Jason Barker with a $10 Super Chat. Let's give JD and Drew our support bombs. Thumbs up and subscribe. Triple H is not getting fired. Stop that narrative. Thank you, Jason, with the 13 thumbs up on your Super Chat, man. I guess everybody loved your Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, Tony Brown with a 499. Is it still Sir JD? Nevertheless, there is no greater podcast than TNT. Thank you, Tony. No, don't call me Sir. It makes me feel old. Even though I turned 42 in about a week. 
Damn. Had to tell everybody your age? Yeah. I'm not afraid. JD Social is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nathan Norlin with a $10 super chat. This isn't wrestling related, but I just want to give my best wishes to Drew and his daughter. Had a successful surgery and is at home recovering. Love you, Drew. Prayers out to you. St. Paul, Minnesota guy over here. Oh, yeah. No shit. Uh, thank you very much. I, I don't JD, when we get off the air, make sure you tell me who that was, and I'll be sure to send him a DM. Thank you. Appreciate that. Nathan Norlin, $10. That Nathan. was his name. All right. Thank yeah. you, Nathan. I appreciate that. Uh, Swift718 with a nine month. Salute, men. Good evening. Look forward to a great show. Thank you, Swift. Hopefully you enjoyed, brother. Uh, my uh, Miles Marable with a 499. Call me a goon if you have already answered this. Who do you think, or who do you like better as lead for Kill Switch Engage, Howard or Jesse? Hashtag OTS for life. Uh, I like Howard, uh, Miles. Jesse was great, but Howard's got a better singing voice. I'll leave that to JD. Uh, Beyond the script with a 499. Drew is about. To be a monster heel, sit back and enjoy the Scottish psychopath, the best version of Drew. Love you, JD, Drew, and all of the OTS family. Thank you, Beyond the Script. I don't mind Drew being a nasty heel, but that match at WrestleMania is going to draw crickets. We'll see. El Mulatto with a 999. Hello, guys. Keep cooking. Those that want Triple H fired are a bunch of idiots. Bruce will be out. By the way, Gunther's visa restrictions are until May. Do you see all of Imperium getting crowned in Berlin? I don't know. I think they're going to have a major uh, a major pay-per-view in Berlin, but crowned? I don't know. That remains to be seen. Yep, that's where I think it is. Whoever said that's got a good head on his or her shoulders. I think that the... I know that they could pivot, but I think that that would be a hell of a place to crown Gunther as your world heavyweight champion. Uh, and you, you you know better than anybody, man. We've discussed this. They, they strategically place these pay-per-views in cities because there's a plan behind it all. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And Dave, it's also to take away from the crowd for uh, all in. Yeah. Absolutely. For that one, too. Uh, David Alcala with a 499. 25% of me thinks the CM Punk injury is a huge work. You know, a lot mm -mm. of people have been saying that, man, because Drew attacked his arm and they were wondering why they did, they did that. I'm like, well, I mean, uh, from what I was told, he was, you know, injured and tore completely off the bone. I don't know how much more damage you could do to it. Right? No. Yeah. I, I don't believe this is a work. No. Uh, Andrew, can Lamar Jackson throw deep? Those five-yard passes were pissing me off. Best duo in the IWC. Stop it. I, I agree <laughs> with you. So sick of the Chiefs. I mean, nobody's better than Patty Mahomes in the playoffs, maybe besides Tom Brady. What are you so. talking about, man? You're not a Swifty. I don't hate Taylor Swift, <laughs> but I'm um, good. I expect an engagement at the end of the fucking Super Bowl. Oh, God. Whatever. <laughs> You're going to make me fucking choke over here, man. I expected I hope, that. I hope the Niners <laughs> smoke the Chiefs. Me too. Me too. Not going to happen, though. No. Uh, Miles with a 199. Better heal. 09 Randy or 23 Christian Cage? Ooh. I got to go Randy, bro. Hold up a second, though. When was Randy like that legend killer spitting people's faces? 04? 03, 04? Yeah. That was damn good. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Take, yeah. take nothing away from Christian, though. It's the best work of his career. Uh, I remember when everyone hit on Christian. Yeah, I know. I'm Me in included. Uh, Captain Solo with a $5 Super Jet. How great would a TNA vs. WWE Invasion pay-per-view be? Do you, all, do, you, do you guys think it's possible? OTS for life. Yeah, absolutely. Suck. That pay-per-view would suck. Roman Reigns versus who? Roman Don't Ra worry, I'll wait. Roman Reigns versus Moose. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Get out of here. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. The NXT people, sure, but not the main roster. Yeah. 
Uh, JD is the tribal chief with a 499. I didn't know I was super chatting myself, I guess. JD, I bought tickets to WrestleMania. Should I refund them now? Uh, no, you should not. Uh, also, have oh. you ever thought of getting into a ring? I think that would be awesome. No. Now, manager, maybe. To cut a promo, maybe. But to actually wrestle, no. Right? You know what? WrestleMania ever comes to Minneapolis or a show that JD comes, wants to come to Minneapolis, I will get JD in a ring. And you can see him take a couple bumps just so you guys can stop saying you've never bumped in a ring. I've bumped before. All right, there you go. It's not on camera, but I've bumped before. Uh, Desires right. with a 499 could be nothing, but Pro Wrestling Tees just put out that they were told to remove Okada merch within the next 12 hours. Could that mean WWE? It certainly could. We don't know. I, I did some research here. They also removed Jay White before Jay White signed with AEW. So. Okay, well, I guess it means nothing then. Uh, Playboy Borby with a 499 lost respect for a couple of wrestle purist guys for making fun of Punk's injury, hoping for a speedy recovery for him. Uh, that's that's sad because uh, I I, uh, I adore Ibu, but he's the only one I really care for over there. The rest of them are trash, honestly. I guess the, these these platforms just hire anybody, man, to do bedroom content, whatever. Uh, Scott Woodford with 11 months just got back from the, the bedroom content. That's what it is, man. It's like. I mean, that's another thing. If you're going to put yourself on a camera, have, have some. Bro, their cameras look like shit. Their, their mics sound like shit. I mean, what am I watching? Fucking 480p uh, resolution? I mean, go and buy yourself that's, a $200 microphone. That's a, uh, a Tiffany & Co. book that was sent to me by the NFL. Your favorite <clears throat> podcaster would never. Yeah. Just saying. Invest in yourself. Yeah. Come on now. Scott Woodford with 11 months. Just got back from the Jericho cruise. What did I miss, by the way? I met Barry Bloom. All right, the Jericho oh. cruise looked like it was fun, man. I, Jericho just announced a new one next year, too. Number six. Um, Barry Bloom is very... Yeah, he's had a lot of major wrestling contracts um, get signed. So that's a good meet. Yeah. He's in charge of, he's in charge of a lot of big names. Mm -hmm. Mike 43 with Tadal Super Chat. Pro Wrestling Tees just removed Okada merch. Yes, Mike P. Uh, Mike 43, we uh, we are aware of that. Uh, thank you. Jason Bark with five. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns will be in the same building this Friday night. Yes, Cody was announced for SmackDown, guys. He will be and on And he Friday still night. won't make a decision. No. no you're going to drag that sucker out for another week or two. Yep. Not, not a bad, not a bad move. Uh, Deontay right. Smith with the 499. With Punk injured, I would love to see Drew versus Seth 3 at WrestleMania with Drew winning the title. Drew's the hottest heel in the company right now. We'll see. This Drew doesn't like that okay. idea. Okay. Just because he hurt CM Punk doesn't have whatever. <clears throat> Let's go. Dom Wapo with the 199. Bailey should main event since she won the Rumble. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No. And let me add, let me say this. Uh, Becky's got a book coming out, so here's the deal. Like, the <laughs> Becky-Rhea yeah. match has way more, like, box office. Yeah. I love Bailey. I'm a huge Bailey fan. Yeah. I don't even want to tell you how much of a Bailey fan I am. Fixes a bind with a $10 Super Chat. The reason why Punk gets hate is the war between Punk haters and Punk fans is personal. When Punk defeated his firing by going to WWE, that was like Trump winning in 2016. Haters will never forget. Well, that's their problem. Sounds like a them problem. And AEW's still struggling from it. So, I mean, they'll never get over it. Uh, JT with a new membership. JT, thank you so much, man. Paul David with a five. Hey, folks, who wins Super Bowl 58? The Chiefs. The Chiefs, but God, am I praying for the Niners. Vinny with a 499. My father died in 2017, and I don't know, but 
I can just really relate him to Cody, man. He's the order DT face of the company. Also feel for Punk legitimately. I'm sorry about your father, Vinny. Uh, and uh, Cody is a good human being. You can just see that resonate through the TV screen. Cody's a great human being. Yeah. Jason Bark with the $2 Super Chat Pro Wrestling Tees 2. Uh, yes, Jason. Thank you, brother. We know. Thank you, Jason. Uh, Kenji with a 499. No message. Hidden message or hidden network with a one. Uh, I don't know what this is. I don't know what currency this is, but it's not 125 US dollars. Uh, Triple H, Nick Khan versus John Alba and Nick Houseman, WrestleMania 40. Ha ha ha. These journalists feel entitled. Listen, man, give it up to John Alba. He asked a question that nobody really expected anybody to ask. So, you know, him, Brandon Thurston, fuck Nick Houseman. So good on John Alba. Yeah. You know? Uh, Isaac P, one, two, three with a 499. Ari's daughter is Bruce's assistant, according to Conrad Thompson. Bruce will be gone. Well, yeah. Goodbye, Bruce. Don't, don't yeah, let Bruce the, will be, don't let the Bruce door kick be doing the way podcast out. with uh, Conrad. Yeah. And you know what? Bruce's uh, podcasts were way better when he didn't have to be muzzled. Yeah. So. Uh, Matthew England with a 499. Given the hidden names in the lawsuit, do you think Paul and Stephanie are any of the corporate officers referenced? No. No. I do not. Uh, El Mase with a $10 super chat. Uh, he says, where the hell did he go? Uh, thoughts on Starks commenting he has no one to talk to for advice backstage. I think that's a flat out lie. He's got Adam Copeland backstage. What the fuck? You got Sting backstage. What are you talking about? You got Billy Gunn. You got Dean Malenko. You got Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes. Who the fuck? What is he talking about? Uh, Kenji with a $20 super chat. Hey, JD, just wanted to say Drew was dead right about the Rumble building. I was there, and it was so loud and electric the whole night. But when I watched it on TV, I was disappointed because we sounded like crickets. Well, I mean, he knows yeah, he I, knows his building, so I believe him. I think they mic'd that building for, like, uh, when they used to mic for the Thunderdome and didn't come off well. Yeah. Uh, Nick Williams with a five. Birthday's tomorrow. Going to Red Lobster with the fam. Hope your daughter feels better, Drew. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you, Thank brother. Thank you. And happy birthday, man. Uh, yeah, happy in, birthday. Indigo with 37 months. Hi, JD and Drew. 37 months. Wow, that's awesome. Drew, I'm glad your daughter's okay. JD, you killed it all week. Always much respect. Hope all is well. Thank you. Sham World with 15 months. I think Nia versus Rhea should main event the Elimination Chamber. No. Uh, the story is there, and the crowd would be all over. Babyface Rhea victory. Thoughts? Uh, the match is going to happen, but no, it's not going to main event. No, I think... If the chamber's for the World Heavyweight title or it's going to determine who faces the World Heavyweight Champion at WrestleMania, then I think that main event. I think you get a women's chamber, a men's chamber, and I think you get uh, Nia versus Rhea for sure. Yeah. Uh, basic with a 499. Hope your daughter has a speed of recovery, Drew. I'm a father of three. Family is everything. Thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. Ellie with a five. Jay White, too, had his merch suspended when his deal expired. Okada expires tomorrow. Thank you, Correct. Ellie. Uh, will Chisholm with a five. How long will New Japan work with AEW if AEW keeps getting their big talent? I know it's a part of wrestling, but New Japan is looking like major little brother. Yeah. Uh, I get it. Yeah, it's tough, man. You know, this is... Uh, Tony Khan loves his Japanese wrestling, man. He's going to do whatever he can to snag some top-tier talent over there and gloat about it. Uh, Jericho, $10 Super Chat. Apparently Shane McMahon wasn't close with Vince either and distanced himself from Vince because he didn't want to be like him. I heard that, and I believe it 100%. Also, did you see Tony Khan's tweet that AEW of 2024 would be the AEW of 2021? Yes, that's because he signed Okada and Mercedes. Yes. Um, and I wonder who's been saying that he signed Mercedes for, like, I don't know, 
Since, uh, since November, November. Well, yeah. But anyways, going back to your Shane McMahon thing. Yeah. I don't think my dad is going to text me or tell me that like, Hey, again, you know what I did last night with my girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, no dad. I don't think, and I don't think Shane would sit back and be like, man, that's really cool. Dad. Yeah. I don't think they have that type of relationship. No. Uh, gears with a $5 super chat. JD, do you wash that hoodie? Bring it to a WWE press conference one day. Haha. Ha. Also, Seth versus Gunther versus Drew at Mania. Love the show, guys. Yes, I washed the hoodie. Uh, I have other hoodies, but this is just my my go-to because it's light. And uh, I would never wear it at a press conference. And no, Seth versus Gunther versus Drew at Mania. No, no triple threat match. I love how you answered if you washed the thing. Like you're some filthy. Like I'm fucking some hobo. Bastard. I know. <laughs> he I'm sleeps in it. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, man. Blurred lyrics with a $5 super chat. God bless to your daughter, Drew. Brave girl, hoping for a speedy recovery. Thanks for a great show. She was very brave today, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. Summer history with a $10 super chat. What kind of tag team match will happen at WrestleMania 40? Do you think WrestleMania 40 oh. seems subpar now with all the injuries? If we get one major injury, it's going to be the worst WrestleMania. And one more major injury, it's going to be the worst WrestleMania ever. OTS for life. I think that's unfair to say, summer history. Uh, but with the tag team match that we saw last night between DIY and Judgment Day, I thought it was great. But I said last night, Drew, I think we could potentially see R-Truth and The Miz take those titles off Judgment Day. What do you think? I, yeah, I don't hate that. I would love to see a DIY crowning either before or at WrestleMania. Yeah, me too. Uh, glorious one with a 199. Have you seen Oba Femi on NXT? He's a beast. I have. haven't seen him wrestle, but right. uh, apparently people are high on him. But it is what it is. Yeah. They solid. I, I was going to say, yeah, when you asked, I was like, yeah, we've seen him. Yeah, of course I've seen him. It's just, you know, uh, I haven't seen enough of him to make a, a clear determination yet. Uh, AEW Mark with a $5 Super Chat. Andrew, what's your yard house meal and drink? Chicken nachos oh. and calamari at Half Yard Hazy for me. Been going for 16 years. Prayers to your daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yard house was very good to me. They, uh, I'll leave it at that. Um, I am a tequila, lime juice, and Topo Chico guy, ranch water. But if I'm sitting at the bar, we get a table. I'm a, I like Peroni, beer wise, a huge Peroni guy and a huge Miller Lite guy. Uh, and I like their wings and their sliders, truthfully. Uh, Yard House is excellent. Love the beer selection there. And they got a great burger. Yeah, a fantastic yes. burger. Yes. Me and you will talk off air. Yeah. We'll talk about Yard House. Um, Susan D'Ambrosio, the $5 Super Chat. Drew, prayers to your daughter and your family. J.D. Drew on Tuesday nights are the best. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. El Mase with a five. Hey, Triple H, I hear Goldberg is looking for one more run. Feed him to Gunther at WrestleMania since Bronk is gone. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, Nathan. Goldberg was definitely a Vince guy yeah. towards the end of his career. Nathan Norlin with a 10. Stop with this Triple H narrative. He isn't involved in any of what Vince was doing behind doors. And Drew, if you want X... Uh, it's, it's Nate 1992 is his handle. So it's one word. It's Nate 1992. Love what you guys guy do. guy from St. Paul? Yeah. Got it. Thank you. Cody Snyder with a 10. Nobody has a complete journey like Cody. Left the big company, studied and competed with the best in the world. Returned to claim the throne. Cody worked his ass off and earned it. I agree, Cody. A thousand percent. Muhammad with a two. What are your thoughts on WW2K24? Looks good. Looks solid. I may have to check it out this year because Fight Forever was dead after one day. You know, my son's doing chores, too, because that's how we do things yeah. here, to, like, get the game. So I'm going to check it out because he desperately wants yeah. it. Uh, Mariano G with a $2 super chat. Nick Nemeth should have been used in the men's Royal Rumble. 
Like Drew said, I think. Oh, it, what? It, well, I mean, he's just left there. But I, I was going to say earlier, and I should have said earlier, if Ali continues on the trajectory that he is right now and, and does it for a good solid year and just fucking blows everybody away, I could see him showing back up over there, man, because I think this is what he needed. But yeah, but yeah. Nemeth, but Nemeth, no. Nemeth and Ali are two people to watch when they come back to WWE. Hopefully, they you know use this gimmick that they're using in TNA if it works. Yeah. Uh, Armando Jones with a five. How about Okada versus Gunther at WrestleMania? I mean, I'd love to see it, but I don't think that's happening. If you get Okada in WWE, go Okada Nakamura at WrestleMania. Just give us that. Yeah. Uh, Three Kings with 18 months. Cody is going to consider Seth's request for the next few weeks, and then Roman is going to do something foul or crazy that causes Cody to go after him. Bro, here's very simple. Seth is going, or uh, Seth. Roman's going to sit back on SmackDown and be like, you should challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship because you don't want to face me. And realistically, this title's above you. Go over, go play, you know, uh, go play with, you know, toys over there on Raw. Go play with your your childish games. You don't want this. Yeah, I could see that playing out that way. Um, A. Alexis with a $5 Super Chat. JD, please say hi to my daughter, Samira. Samira, how you doing? And my nephew's... Gene and Jamil from Puerto Rico. Big fans of you, Jesse and Drew. Hello to the entire family. Thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate it very much. Fixes a bond with the $5 Super Chat. Normal rich men buy a pro. Do their business and everyone's happy. Vince did everything wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Philip S.T. Mark. With a 1999. Just about a year ago, I found this channel on YouTube. I haven't watched WWE Wrestling in about 12 years. I started watching him because of you, JD, and also started watching AEW as well because of you. You guys are the best. Thank you, Philip. That means a lot to me, man. Thank you. Tony Brown with a 199. I called you, sir, to do your England land. Remember? Oh, yeah, because uh, I did that uh, that sponsorship. I forgot about that, man. I think they were a, uh, a fraud, if I'm not mistaken. Thank you, Tony Brown. And Edward with a 499. Watching DIY last night got me thinking when or if Triple H would flip the switch for a Gargano versus Champa feud on the main roster. I think we've seen enough of that, man. I like them as a tag team. I think they are much needed together. Yeah, let them have a, a championship tag team run, and then if they want to split them up, they can. There's money in that after they win the tag titles. But you got to have something to cause the break. Yeah. And that is it, man. Thank you guys so very much for the love, man. We got a lot of them coming in last minute. You guys, uh, I appreciate everything you've done this week. It's been tremendous, the support. Uh, But uh, we're about to get out of here, and we will see you next week for episode 34. Drew, I'll I'll leave you with the uh, closing words, man. You got anything before we uh, get off the air? Um, Like I said, thank you for all the nice words. Uh, Thank you for the thoughts and prayers. And remember, family's important. Hug your loved ones. Text your loved ones. Call your loved ones. We're all blessed to have uh, another day on this earth, hopefully tomorrow. Make sure that you reach out to those you love. Thank you guys very much, man. Drew and I appreciate it. Excellent, excellent show and excellent discussion tonight for episode 33. We will see you next Tuesday right back here for number 34. And I will be live tomorrow night for the AEW Dynamite post right here on OTS. Please follow us on X at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Follow Drew at Andrew Baydala on X. Continue to hit that thumbs up. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the memberships. And please hit that subscribe button down below. We are on our way, well on our way, to 153,000 subscribers. Guys, we'll see you next week for episode 34 right here on Tuesday Night Titans. We'll see you later. With the power of-